It is Mitchell Colonel football here tonight. Travis Crins and Sean Michaels with you from Joe Quinnell Field. Here as we await the uh, the opening coin toss here between the Colonels in their home black uniforms, black pants, uh, black tops with the gold numbers. Here on in the all whites, white tops and bottoms with the black helmets and the orange numbers. Let's see what we got here, Sean. What uh, what do we got with the coin toss? Huron's going to receive. And uh, they'll be going from left to right. And uh, Colonels are going to be getting it first in the second half. So mm. that's always a good thing with uh, really any game, but certainly yeah. a big game like this. So looks like the Colonel defense is going to be tested right away here tonight. Also a couple scores, a couple of afternoon games that yes. wrap up the regular season in nine-man football. So in Class 9AA, we had a 2 o'clock kickoff this afternoon between uh, Platte Geddes and Canastota, and the Hawks came away with a 22-8 win this afternoon, uh, courtesy of Noah Kleinsaucer's three touchdown runs on 163 yards rushing. So pretty good afternoon wow. there for Kleinsaucer. 163 or 163 oh, yards rushing, right. three touchdown runs. Yeah, oh, yeah, so really nice performance there for the Hawks in that W, and also... Uh, Kimball White Lake absolutely destroyed Bennett County today, 53 to nothing. So, just uh, two earlier kickoffs from this afternoon, and we got a full night of other games going on uh, in Class 11 AA. One big game we're looking forward to is T area taking on Pier, which is quite likely going to be a championship preview matchup. So that's going to be really fun to watch. And in Class 11B, number one winner taking on Mount Vernon Plankinton. That's also a big one tonight. Yeah, both teams undefeated at 7-0 and as they wrap up the regular season. We're ready to get underway. Brendan Rose is going to kick it off to my right here at the 40-yard line, and we are underway. A short line drive taken at the 15-yard line. Up the middle to the 30, to the 32, pushing his way towards the 36. So a nice return there on that uh, squib kick up the middle. Good 20-yard uh, return there for uh, Huron. As our quarterback is Mason Davis, the senior, 6'4", 180. His lead running back is a senior, Quinston Luelman-Clark. We'll call him Luelman-Clark tonight. He's a 5'9", 160 senior. And his three uh, receivers, Gavin Modine, C.J. Ganey, and Dylan Lichty, along with the tight end, Rylan Zaveski. They'll have a tight formation with a three-receiver set to the right, one left, a very tight four-receiver set. Davis in the shotgun, motion man, they pitch it to the motion man. Got some room to run on the right side to the 40, to the 43-yard line. So a nice uh, six- or seven-yard run there. On uh, first down to Quinston Luelman Clark. They kind of put him in that slot left side, and he uh, came in motion as the pitch man. You may, I don't know if you call that a, a, a pass because he kind of flipped it forward. I don't know. Either way, it's a gain of six. Yeah, really well executed that time. They brought to Llewellyn Clark uh, across the formation there from left to right and really nicely blocked on the edge that time by the Tigers' offensive line. It's one of the more conventional four receivers set with three to the right of Davis. Second and six. Quick pass to the left. Caught near the 38. And a first down near the 47-yard line. We may have a face mask here yep. as well. As about, I don't know, 17,000 flags were thrown right there. Everybody who had a flag, it's on the field right now. I think another penalty for Mitchell. We haven't seen many defensive penalties. We've seen a lot of false starts. Holding uh, things like that on the offensive end. 
But either way, this should be a first down for Huron and maybe a lot more as they get close to midfield here already, two plays into the game. Yeah, really a nice little pass and catch there. A quick one out to the left there to get Lichty and uh, good blocking out there to pick up that first down. And uh, yeah, we could see it from up here. I mean, the, the, the face mask was twisted around there on his way to the ground. So uh, tough start so far for the Mitchell defense. He give up two chunk plays and one penalty already. That'll be a 15-yard penalty now well into Mitchell territory. They'll put this ball at the 38-yard line of Mitchell. It's already in Colonel territory. We're not even a minute into the game. Davis now in the shotgun. Now with a two-receiver set. See if they hand it off here to Elman Clark. They will. Big hole on the left side. He cuts it back. Another solid gain of six yards on first down. So a lot of room to run here early for Quinston Luelman Clark. As they uh, get a good gain here in first down, it'll be second and six at the 32. Yeah, just good blocking so far up front here by this Huron Tigers offensive line. Uh, Llewellyn Clark took the pitch there in the backfield and just cut it north, and a nice running lane there set up by the offensive line. So Huron's on the move already here on this first drive. Four yards to go for the Tigers here inside the 35 of Mitchell on second down. Davis in the shotgun, he'll fake it, run right side, pass it, complete it to 30. That'll be a first down. I think that's the big tight end to the 24-yard line. And another first down, that's number 88, Ryland Zaveski. He's a big target out there for Davis at 6'4 and 185. So four plays already for Huron, two uh, running plays, two through the air. They've already picked up two first downs, 15-yard face mask penalty, and they're already inside the 25-yard line. Not a good start here for Mitchell's defense. No, they're just getting pushed around right now, and here on a nice job of mixing things up offensively. We were expecting a lot of running here uh, by both teams, but uh, the Tigers are mixing things up in the past, too. Four receivers for Davis, three to his left. He'll give it off to Llewellyn Clark up the middle. Another big hole this time inside the 15, nearly a gain of 10. New runner on that one. That was number 15. That was Caudell. That was number 15 there, uh, Cashton Caudell. So another running back, and Caudell with a gain of about nine and a half. This is going to be right near the sticks. This is going to be second and inches here already at the 15-yard line. So Huron with a quick drive here, two and a half minutes into the ballgame. Another shotgun snap here for Davis and a three-receiver set. Going to go right side, pitch it on the option, pitch right side, first down to Caudell inside the five, down near the three-yard line. Gain of 12 that time. So all of a sudden, you're back up running back. Caudell now your leading rusher. He's, uh, he's picked up big chunks here, and it seems like Huron's going to score early as they're inside the five-yard line, first and goal. Yeah, they just have a really nice rhythm going offensively on this first drive. I mean, getting really nice uh, blocking up front by this offensive line and some really uh, big running lanes for these running backs so far on this first drive. Yeah, Huron, they played with Pierre for about a half. They were down 28-7 in the first half, but... Uh, they were driving late in the first half last week, only down by 14. So, uh, Mitchell, they got to they got to show up tonight. Nine minutes to go, first and goal for the Tigers at the four yard line. Davis in the shotgun, good pursuit this time. Is he going to get in? They gave it two lows and a fumble. Is it a fumble at the goal line? Nope, not this time. They call it a touchdown. Touchdown Tigers with 8:44 to go. Luelman again. See that was Luelman Clark on that carry, and I believe it was. Yep. A four-yard score. Boy, that was a quick drive. Six plays, took about three, uh, three sixteen off the clock. That was a very quick and impressive drive by this here on offense. As they lead six to nothing 
in the blink of an eye. Their kicker is a lefty, Nick Kleinsaucer. On for the extra point. High snap, low kick. It is good. 8.44 to go in this first quarter. 7 to nothing here on on a very impressive three-minute scoring drive. We're back in 60 seconds on KORN. Briggs Havlick from Core Insurance. These brisk fall days remind me of playing football for Mitchell High School and how lucky I was to have coaches and teachers that taught me the importance of good communication, reliability, perseverance, and other good traits that help me serve you the way you expect. Insurance can be frustrating, but we do need to protect what we work so hard for. Raise your expectations. Call me today at 605-996-6070. Core Insurance is located at 715 North Main Street in Mitchell. Klein Saucerfer here on kicks it off with a 7-0 lead. Three minutes gone by. Curtle's taken out of bounce at the 25, up to the 35, near the 40. Parker Denny stuck in the ground at the 40-yard line, but a good return here for the Colonels. He's helped up. Good sportsmanship right there. That was a great tackle. That was number 15, Cashin Cottle. Cottle had a couple of good runs on offense, and he just planted Parker Denny. Denny, though, with a good return of about 16 yards. Good field position here for Mitchell as they need to answer quickly. Down 7-0. 8.36 to go here in this first quarter. First crack for the Mitchell offense at the 40-yard line. Tight formation. Two receivers. Quarterback Trayson Schultz under center. Bryce Palmer takes it, stretches it to the right side. Looking for the edge. Going to get two yards on first down. So we'll see a lot of different running backs here for Mitchell tonight. Seeing Bryce Palmer right there. Going to see Jager Tyler. We're going to see Parker Denny. And uh, Trayson Schultz, the quarterback, he's usually been the guy that gets the ball the most. Uh, minimal gain of one there on first down. Yeah, hopefully Scholes uh, gets his hands on the ball a lot here tonight. Maybe some passes and runs, but, you know, good start there for Palmer. Didn't quite get enough room out on the edge to get much, but it was a positive gain. Second and nine here from the 41. Colonels pitch it left side this time to Tyler. Tough runner. He'll pick up a good chunk of yards up to the uh, 48, 49-yard line. So the Colonels, that will be a third and short. Good gain of uh, seven yards there for Jager Tyler. And Tyler, just uh, such a tough runner and all stater and wrestling state wrestling champion just uh, he does not get stopped uh, easily uh, at the line of scrimmage no he, he's one of those guys that are capable of explosive plays here for the colonels and they just had a really nice running line that time on the left side shoals under center a third and three for mitchell at their own 47 need to pick up a first down here palmer in motion they give it to the fullback tyler up the middle busting through that linebacking core a gain of 10 on third down up near the 43-yard line. Like I said, you don't stop Tyler easily or uh, very quickly. You give it to him. He's playing that fullback position. like to see that kind of fullback dive. That's a gain of 10. Yeah, just great explosion that time. I mean, he had all gears going there when he took that football and just exploded right through the teeth of that Huron Tiger defense and got a nice 10-yard uh, pickup there without too much trouble. I want to see Mitchell get back to running the ball. You know, 80 90% of the time, they haven't really done that this year. They've uh, ran the ball only about 62% of the time. First and 10. Fake the pitch. Schull's going to keep it himself. Right side going to be a big loss here of five yards. On that fake pitch, quarterback keeper right side. Schull's will lose five yards on first down. And like you said, they can't have those big losses on first down. Well, now put yourself in a second and 15. Yeah, great pursuit that time by the Tiger defense. I mean, they strung that out wide uh, to the right side there towards the Huron Tiger sideline. We're not fooled at all by that fake pitch, and 
Scholes just absolutely had nowhere to go. So second down and long here for the Colonels. Second and 13 here backed up to the uh, Tigers 47. Under center for the most part. They give it left side here to Parker Denny. He's got some room to run to the 40. To the 35 is going to be right near the sticks. You give it to Parker Denny, he's going to get a big chunk of yards. Needed 13 yards. Let's see where they spot this. They needed to get to the 33, and uh, they, ooh, they're not going to give them the first down. They are right there at the 33. They are moving those sticks. All right, finally. That <laughs> By the nose of the football, I think he I mean, how do you not, got it. How do you not um, first measure that? It's right at the 33. It's pretty close. Close enough, yeah. I mean, we to, have not seen many measurements this year. No, they are really trusting what they see on the sideline sure. where those sticks are. Colonels will take it. Great run there by Denny, though. I mean, we got good power football going on this first possession by the Colonels. Again, the 13 on a second and 13. First down, Mitchell. Now with the Tigers, 33. Fullback dive. Tyler stuck at the line of scrimmage. They finally got him. Let's see where they spot this ball. Maybe a loss of one on first down. So Colonels have not passed it yet. I like this idea of getting your big guys up front, moving some bodies. and Yeah. Just tearing the, or getting that to defensive line tired here as we get later into the game tonight. Yeah, just you know, try to match what they did on that first drive and win that battle in the trenches. I mean, the Tigers won that uh, by far on that on their first offensive possession. So now the Colonels so far with a really nice response on their first drive. Seven nothing here on. We're halfway through this first quarter. First drive for Mitchell. They have it second and ten at the thirty-three. They fake the pitch. They give it to Denny this time. Somehow gets uh, back to the line of scrimmage. A lot of movement, a lot of fake pitches in that Mitchell backfield. Not to fool in the on defense. Parker Denny gain a zero. So back-to-back zero-yard gains. We may see the first pass. And you, I mean, you know, you're in the 35-yard line. May as well go for it if, if you have a fourth down opportunity. So yeah. maybe you still run it here on third and ten and give yourself a shot on a, on a fourth and manageable. Yeah, I mean, good-looking drive here for the Colonels. We'll see if they can keep it going. They got, you know, two downs to get these eight or nine yards. This is going to be the eighth play of the drive here. Third and ten. They do pitch it left side to Tyler. Can he get to the 30? He does. He'll gain about three yards on third and ten. So that'll set up a, a fourth and long here, fourth and seven. See where they put this ball right near the 30-yard line as they trying to stretch it off to the left. Boy, a terrible spot. He got one yard on that. Wow. Yeah, they must have decided he stepped out before the 30 or his Oof. momentum was stopped, but that doesn't look quite accurate. Yeah, one yard. He got at least to the 30-yard line. So, fourth and eight. Colonels go for it here. Uh, pretty much got a pass here. Four minutes to go in this first quarter. Fourth and eight. See if the Colonels can convert here. Under center, fake the pitch, first pass tonight. Schultz got a penalty. Pass complete right side to Bryce Palmer. He's going to pick up the first down, but I think... It's coming back. It's coming back, a penalty here on Mitchell. Another one where it's a penalty. They uh, get the first down on a fourth and seven. Yep. Pick up about ten yards, but... I think it's coming back here with uh, just under four minutes to go in this first quarter. Yeah, the flag came out pretty fast as it was developing when Scholes was still kind of in the backfield. Uh, that was a really nicely set up pass play over the middle there to set up that kind of screen play. But, you know, someone was just uh, holding on a little bit too long to protect Scholes. So now do you punt it here? This is a big 10-yard penalty. I think here you, you kind of need Where to. Where are they putting this at? Just to preserve field position. What yeah. are they doing? And they are sending out the punt team. Ball was at the 32. Why is it back at the 40? 40, 48? Why is that a 16-yard penalty? Well, this is a holding call. Why is it back at the 48? They were at the 32. 16 yards? 
Unless they're saying the foul occurred at the 38. That's and ridiculous. So they're, they're, they're marking it off from where it happened. Well, I don't know. That's well, kind I don't of, think holding is a spot foul. That is just ridiculous. Unless I'm wrong, that's possible. Tyson Sabres with the punt here, fourth and forever. Going to take a bounce, good bounce at the 20. They'll mark it out there. So 20-yard lines where Huron's going to start their second drive. Long drive for Mitchell, no points. Again, they went to, went to eight plays. Had a fourth down conversion called back because of a hold. 3.34 to go in the first quarter, 7-0 Huron. So I have no idea how that ball goes back 16 yards on that penalty. Either way, Colonel's opportunity there to... No penalties again. Stop the drive. Now I need to stop on uh, stop on defense here. As Huron had no trouble in that first drive. They went seven plays. Took them about three minutes. Picked up uh, three first downs. First and ten for the Tigers at their own 20. And that tight four receiver set for Davis. They fake the pitch. Davis going to keep it right side. The Colonels have it snuffed out. And that will be a loss of one on the quarterback run. Tackles there by Connor Singray coming up from his cornerback position. Also number uh, 32, Seth Foote, the linebacker. Good uh, job of recognizing that play uh, by the Mitchell linebacker in secondary. Yeah, good reaction there by the Colonel defense, and that's what they really needed on this drive, just to get off to a good start defensively instead of allowing another chunk play because Huron was not facing certain longs on their first drive. It was just chunk, chunk, chunk down the field to the end zone. First negative play for Huron, second and 11 at their own 19. Four receivers sent. Davis, that quick pass left side, complete at the 15, up to the 20, down at the 26. Again, we've seen Huron pass it a couple times. It's just been that quick pass uh, right at the line of scrimmage. As Dylan Lichty, he uh, catches that one, the 5'10 senior. I mean, that's a great play. I mean, you pick up five, six yards, Colonel's playing off on it, and yeah. Set up a third and four here at the 26-yard line. A couple of quick passes here for Davis. Davis in the shotgun, needing four yards to move the sticks. Another four receiver set. Looking to the left. Run up the middle. This one, oh, drops. We'll have a three and out. Nice coverage in the secondary by Connor Singray. Tough pass. That was right on the money, though, to C.J. Ganey. And he dropped it. Would have been uh, well uh, well above the sticks for a first down, but uh, kind of surprising they go back to that, uh, that pass game. They don't run the ball. They just ran it right down Mitchell's throats, and they really don't even give it to the running back here in a three and out. Yeah, good adjustments there by the Colonel defense to force the three and out, and really nice defense out there on that pass. I mean, that was blanket coverage on that receiver that time. A fourth and four, the Huron punter, Colby Hofer, lets it fly from the 15. Going to take a bounce way back in Mitchell territory. Going to bounce about... 15 yards back to the 26. That's a big-time boom for Colby Hofer. Colonels will take a second crack at it. First and 10 here at the 27-yard line. So the defense steps up, gets that three and out. Two minutes to go here in this first quarter, 7-0 Huron. We'll see if Mitchell, they ran the ball well in that first uh, first drive. Let's see if they continue to uh, go to the ground, or maybe Schull's going to go to the air here in the second drive. Yeah, I mean, the Colonels' offense looked pretty good, all things considered, on that first drive. It was just penalties. Again, when that penalty bug bites the Colonels' offense, it really uh, throws them off and kind of uh, takes away their chances at points. Mitchell going to spread it out. Shotgun with a four-receiver set. Shells, quarterback, keeper, right side. A big hole. First down near the 40-yard line. Barreling over some safety there at the 40-yard uh, line. Nice run by Shulls. And that should be a...
down, gain of 12. And first down, they'll spot it at the 38-yard line. So a gain of 11 here. Nice physical run there by the quarterback. Yeah, really nicely done by Scholes, and I'd like to see more of that. You know, I'd, I'd like to see him do that seven or eight times uh, in this game. I mean, he has shown his ability to do that several times. They just often get too far off schedule for him to do that. First and ten at the 39. They... Quarterback keeper again right side. Another good run. The defender pulls him to the first down. Another gain of 10. He was stopped at about the 45, but it felt like the the linebacker just kept grabbing him and pulling him an extra five yards. First down, Mitchell. Yeah, Scholes just showing off his strength there, just dragging the defender for like the last five or six yards of that run, just showing good explosiveness and the ability to just kind of keep those legs going. And I, I think the Huron Tigers defense is learning quickly how tough it is to get this uh, Shoals down. First and 10 here, a yard shy of the 50. Minute to go in this first quarter. Colonel's down 7-0. Man in motion, a four receiver set. They give it to Denny, wide off the left side. Cuts it back in, another first down gain. Past the 30 into the 25-yard line. Another huge run for Parker Denny, a gain of 26. Another tough run carrying those here on defenders, an extra five or ten yards. Kind of uh, taking a page out of Scholz's uh, running skills there. That was fantastic by Denny. We talked about him in pregame. Get him the football because he can show off his power, and that was a great display of it right there. I mean, he must have dragged defenders for close to ten yards on that run alone. He's showing some really good explosiveness in this first quarter. Four carries, 38 yards already for the sophomore, Parker Denny. 30 seconds to go, first and 10 at the 26. Colonel's in here on territory, Shoals up the middle, gain of one on first down. That might be the last play here of the quarter. 25 seconds to go, I think they have enough time to have one more play if they want, but another good drive here for Mitchell, keeping the ball on the ground. We'll have a second and nine coming up here at the Tigers 25. 10 seconds to go, Mitchell seems content here to let this Quarter run out. We've got five seconds to go. They'll go up to the line, and they will let this clock expire. So both teams with two drives. Colonels in the middle of their second drive right now inside the 25-yard line of Huron. Colonels trailing here after the end of the first quarter, 7 to nothing. We're back in 60 seconds. You're listening to Colonel Football tonight on KORN. This fall, take some time to think about your future. While the leaves make their way down to earth and the last sunset of summer leaves us with an autumn chill, it's time to grab the nearest foam finger and break out the face paint. Rush the stands with First Dakota National Bank and forget how to blink. Fall sports are back with jaw-dropping plays, an electric atmosphere, and epic scores. Make some noise with First Dakota National Bank. Open a new account online today at firstdakotanationalbank.com. Member FDIC. It is Mitchell football here tonight. End of the first quarter, seven to nothing here on. But Mitchell driving. Is it uh, three first downs here, Sean? What uh, four plays? Three first downs on this drive. Best looking drive here. One of the better, better looking drives of the season. If they can cap this off. High snap. Schultz keeps it left side. Good decision. Another first down. Another gain of 11 yards. Colonels just gashing uh, this here on defensive line. There are big holes and. Plenty of room to run here for Trace and Shoals and company. 
Yeah, they're moving the ball really well so far. They got six first downs so far in this game. This is just their second possession, and this is going to be the sixth play on this drive that started back at their 27-yard line. Another one where they say they're short to the sticks. I guess they're a yard short, so a gain of nine. Uh, second and one here for the Colonels. At the Huron 17, opening minute of this second quarter. Another four-receiver set. Man in motion. They give it to the motion man, Parker Denny. He's going to be stuck for a big loss. That might be a big loss of uh, five five or six. See what they, they, were, they were at the 17. This is going to be at the 23. That's going to be a loss of six on the play. As Denny was that motion man trying to stretch it right side, but now you got uh, scoreboard says fourth down. Pretty sure it's still third down. Going to be a third and seven coming up here. So, again, you find yourself in... Uh, four down territory here at the 25. I think it's third down. Yeah, the scoreboard also says fourth and seven. So we'll see. I think it's third down. We'll see what happens. Either way, fourth and seven, third and seven. Shoals back to pass. Looking deep. End zone. Got a man. Palmer. Nope. Nice defense on the back end by the uh, defensive secondary of Huron. I guess that was fourth down. Yep. So Colonels with a second straight drive that ends deep in Huron territory. And it'll be another turnover on downs. Colonel's 0 for 2 here on fourth down. So I thought it was third down. Apparently it was fourth down. Because Parker Denny had that big run to the uh, 26. I guess Mitchell ran a play at the end of the first quarter. So Colonel's can't convert on fourth down. Turn it over again. Here's Huron. Their third drive. They have it first and 10 at the 23. I'll give it back to Llewellyn Clark, left side to the 30. A good run and a gain of seven on first down. They uh, went away from Llewellyn Clark in that second drive. As he did perfectly fine on that first drive. Now they get it back to their lead runner. See if Huron can get back to that game that was so effective on their touchdown drive. Kind of a shame on that uh, fourth down attempt by the Colonels. Nice-looking throw from Scholes to the middle of the end zone, but just really well defended out that time by the uh, Tigers secondary. Second and three here at the 29-yard line. Shotgun with two receivers out wide. They give it up the middle. Wellman Clark tackle for loss. A host of colonels there to snuff it out. Moyetta, a couple of colonels there in that defensive line with good pursuit. Uh, pursuit. He had the nose tackle, Carson Jennings. He had Seth Foote in on that, so a nice tackle for loss. Yeah, I mean, they almost took the handoff as quick as they got in the backfield. There must have been four colonels that were hugging Llewellyn almost immediately after he took that handoff. Just a really well defended that time by the colonels' defense. And now they've got Huron in a third and long situation here. Great chance to get this football back. See if Mitchell can force a second straight three and out. It's third and eight here from the 25-yard line. See if they pass here with three receivers to the right. Davis got all day to throw. Pass left side, short of the sticks to Lichty. They'll pick up about two yards uh, to the big 6-4 tight end, Zaveski. And again, that was well short of the sticks, hoping that his tight end could make a move. But they'll be five yards short here on third down. So Colonel's defense has definitely responded after that, uh, giving up a touchdown on the opening drive. And two straight three and outs. Question is, can Mitchell's offense finish a drive here? Eight and a half minutes to go in this first half. Moving along here, 7 nothing here on. Colonels with the punt block nearly got a piece of that one. That'll be near the 42-yard line. Fair caught by the Colonels. 
Fair caught on the uh, on the putt by Hudson Morgan, the sophomore. So again, good field position for Mitchell. It seems like there's a barrier at that 20-yard line. Once they get to that 20, uh, they can't get to get any closer than that with penalties and fourth down opportunities. Yeah, the offense really needs to get going here and just cash in on this terrific field position starting at your own 42 and reward your defense, you know, for settling in after giving up that first touchdown drive. They have uh, since forced two, three and out. So hopefully Scholes and the offense can get going here. First and ten, Colonels at their own 42, a four-receiver set. They give it right side uh, to the running back near the 50, a spin move by Palmer, knocked out at the 42, a nifty spin move at, uh, at midfield. That's a big gain of 16 yards for Bryce Palmer, and another Colonel first down. Very nicely done by Palmer just to toe that sideline right in front of that uh, Mitchell Colonel bench and uh, spun away from one defender after initial contact and kept his balance and then kept on going up the field and then popped around the 42-yard line. But uh, great showing of athleticism there by Palmer. Colonels go from their own 42 now to the Huron 42, first and 10. Parker Denny in motion. They give it to the fullback up the middle. That's Bryce Palmer again past the 40. He'll gain five yards on first down here to the 38-yard line. So another good run here by Bryce Palmer as the Colonels have a you know, very, very deep backfield and what uh, four different runners tonight. Yeah, nice run there by Palmer. You know, not a whole lot to work with there, but I just love the effort that I see out of the Colonels running backs every time they touch the ball. Shoals dragging defenders for five yards, and Denny dragging defenders for ten yards, and then Palmer there wasn't much to go on but bounced off of a defender and got four yards. Second and six for the Colonels' offense at the Tiger, 38. Two receivers each side. Denny in motion. Parker Denny going to stretch it left side. Can he get back to the line of scrimmage? It's going to be right there. Gain of zero here for Parker Denny. They like to get Denny uh, ahead of steam there, heading towards either the left or right side in motion. But that uh, outside of maybe one big run, that really has not worked tonight. Yeah, just so far not having a lot of success when they try to stretch a play out instead of just going, you know, north. I mean, all their big runs have come by just taking the ball and, you know, plant, planting your foot in the backfield and, and then just going north. And uh, they've had their chunk plays that way. So, you know, we'll, we'll see if they go back to those kinds of plays here as we go on. Third and seven at the Huron 39. They run it right side to Schultz. Can he get the corner? He does. First down at the 30 to the 25 out near the 20-yard line. Nearly a gain of 20 for the quarterback, Trayson Schultz. As the Colonels pick up another first down, we still have uh, about seven minutes to go here in this first half. But really, this you look at the stats here, Colonels got to be dominating when it comes to yards and, and time of possession. Colonels have had now three pretty long drives. And uh, we're going to have a timeout here on the Huron side. They need a breather because they're getting, they're getting blasted up the middle. Well, it's funny. Just as I say, the Colonels haven't had much success on the edge. Schultz finds the edge that time. Great blocking out there uh, by the Colonels around that right side. And Schultz just showing off the speed that time. I mean, he got the right side and just uh, got in full stride going down that right sideline Then finally pushed out of bounds around the 20. But great-looking run that time by Trayson Scholes. He's approaching 50 yards of rushing in this first half. And thing is, Colonels need to need to score some points here again. That yes, got to finish. Maybe the most frustrating thing of the season is that, again, they've had no trouble moving the ball for the most part this season. Yeah, between the 20s, you it's know, it's, it, it looks pretty good. I mean, when you get away from penalties. Penalties and turnovers and, you know, a fourth down conversion here or there or 
something always stops this Mitchell offense. Again, it's not like they're just getting you know stone cold stopped and you know a bunch of three and outs and punts. They've been able to move the ball quite effectively this season. And that's what made it made it the most frustrating. That uh, you know they're they're one and six right now. Seven eighteen to go in the half. Colonel still trailing seven nothing. First and ten now at the Huron twenty. They pitch it left side to Tyler. Cuts it back inside at the fifteen. Going to power his way to the 10. They're going to push him inside the 5. Boy, Tyler and company. Again, another 5-yard gain. That becomes a 15-yard run for Mitchell. As they'll have it first and goal here at the 5. 15 yards for Tyler. And that whole carrying defenders thing is uh, contagious. I mean, that was a great-looking run by Tyler. I thought he was going to be done around the 12-yard line, and he just kept on going, turning those legs. He had two or three Tigers hanging on him, and he still had the strength to keep on pushing that ball inside the 5. 6.45 to go in the half. First and goal for Mitchell at the 5. Shoals under center, right up the middle to Tyler. Touchdown, Colonels! Fourth rushing touchdown of the season for Jager Tyler as he caps off the drive with the uh, final 20 yards on the ground. A six-play drive for Mitchell ends in a touchdown. It was a 58-yard drive. And they're a Brennan Rose extra point away from tying this thing at seven apiece. 6.40 to go in the first half, and the Colonels will get the ball to start the third quarter. Nice drive and a nice run there by Tyler to cap it off. Colonels finally score. Excellent run by Tyler, and I'm, I'm glad they went right back to him after having that good-looking run to get there. PAT is blocked, so the Tigers will hang on to the lead here at 7-6, to six, and I'm sure that won't matter at the end of this one. Uh, 6.40 to go, 7-6, to six, Huron with the lead. That PAT was blocked. Let's give you a couple of scores here. The big uh, Pier and T matchup, end of the first quarter, tied at 7. That game in Pier tonight, uh, Pier off to a 7-0 lead, and uh, T area has just tied it up. Uh, a game of importance for Mitchell as far as the playoffs are concerned and if Mitchell's going to get in or not. Uh, Watertown leading Spearfish tonight, 7-0. I think that is good news. I think if you if you want Mitchell in the playoffs, I think you want Watertown to beat Spearfish tonight, I think. Yeah, doing some quick math, we'll know a lot more if Mitchell wins here tonight, but I think that is good news for Mitchell. Uh, Watertown up on Pier 7 to nothing. And uh, Aberdeen, can they pull off another upset? They're at Yankton tonight. 8 nothing Aberdeen midway through the seconds. Look out for the Golden Eagles. Whatever Mitchell did to create a spark. <laughs> I mean, they were 0-3 going into that Mitchell game. And all of a sudden, uh, Aberdeen, one of the hottest teams in AA, they've won four in a row. They win at Brookings last week, hold the Bobcats to three points. Feeling froggy going for two. They're up 8 nothing midway through the second quarter at Yankton tonight. Any given Friday, my friend. We've seen so many crazy things this season all by itself. But it's what makes these games fun. I mean, you never know what team you're getting on a given night. So you always got to bring your best. Win for Aberdeen. They may sew up that number three seed tonight. Brenner Rose, his kick, taken at the 25, up to the 35. Big hole. We got a penalty, though, as they're dragging defenders past midfield down inside the 40-yard line of Mitchell. Coming back. But I would assume that one's going to come back. A great run there. Another one where the uh, return man for here on just dragging, folks, an extra 10 yards. Big, uh, big uh, gain there at 35. Yeah, great-looking return. I mean, started up the middle of the field, eventually went down the right sideline, dragging some... 
uh, defenders as he went along, kind of a la Scholes and Tyler so far tonight. But that flag came out before he crossed midfield, and they will move this football back indeed. And it uh, looks like it's going to be inside the Huron 35-yard line. So a holding call here in the uh, kickoff return. They took the ball to 25, and I guess they're going to move them back to the 20, uh, 28. 28, so I guess three yards in front of where the uh, returner got the ball. A couple other scores. Winner ahead of MVP, 12-8. to eight. Ooh. McCook Central Montrose up on Parker, 19-0. Elk Point Jefferson ahead of Bridgewater Emory Ethan, 14-0 in the seconds. Davis trying to stretch it left side. He's going to keep it himself past the 30. Gain a three by the quarterback off that left side. He had the option to pitch it to uh, Clark, but he kept it himself for a gain of three here in first down. Kind of interesting. That's his first carry on the night. I mean, normally he's uh, very much a part of the, the ground attack for these Tigers. I mean, for the most part, it's yeah. been Llewellyn Clark, the featured back, but that was Mason Davis's first carry on the night. He has 49 carries now in the season, so he'll get it, you know, seven or eight times, uh, times a game. Second and seven here at the 30-yard line. They pitch it right side. Nice tackle for loss. They pitched it to the uh, receiver, Dylan Lichty. That was a nice tackle for loss. That number 54 there. Who was that for Mitchell? Carson Jennings on that tackle, number 64. Boy, the nose tackle. Jennings getting out in space there and bringing down the uh, speedy Lichty, who has a little bit of a sprained ankle. Yeah, and that was a man down. That was beautifully done by the Colonel defense because I thought that was the play was really well set up with uh, Lichty coming across the formation, taking that hot potato pitch right at the snap. But Colonel's uh, with showing great speed there defensively, pulling them down from behind. And I was just grateful to not see a flag because that yeah. was very close to toe on the line for a horse collar tackle. We'll see who this is. I don't can't see the number of the Huron Tiger. If this is Lichty, the receiver who uh, caught that little shovel pass, he did have a sprained ankle. Um, a couple weeks ago, so he was not maybe 100% coming into this game. Uh, do not know who that is, though. Uh, near the 25-yard line, wouldn't be surprised if it is him, and it is Dylan Lichty, the receiver, who caught that pass. Again, that was a dangerous tackle. I mean, they, they grabbed him from behind by the upper part of that jersey from behind and right around the shoulder pad area maybe so i think the referee really had to take a close look at that to see if that was legal but that that's dangerous when you pull a guy down who's going full speed from behind like that easy to sprain an ankle right there it's a loss of three on that little pitch so another uh third and ten here for huron see if this mitchell defense can force a third straight three and outs davis likely to pass it in the shotgun three receivers left one right the running back, Llewellyn Clark, to his left. Ten yards to go. They'll throw it wide open up. That'll be not even close to Llewellyn Clark. Pass incomplete. A lot of, had a lot of room to run in the uh, left uh, flats, but Davis just uh, couldn't complete a very easy catch, which, I mean, you have to have to complete that. That's as easy as it gets. Yeah, that's a, a high percentage throw where he's just right there in front of you just a few yards away out in the flat and he would have had some room to run. Don't know if he would have got the first down because there were uh, a few colonels out there to to go pull him down, I think, before he got the first down, but uh, that time just uh, not an accurate throw from Davis. See if Mitchell does something with this punt. They've got two returners out there. Hudson Morgan going to take it at the 40 to the 45, past midfield. Flag? Nope, just a spot of the ball, I think. So I think it's a clean play. Nice uh, return there of about 13 yards. 
Uh, for the sophomore, Hudson Morgan on that low-line drive punt from Colby Hofer. So again, Mitchell with great field position. They will start on the Huron side of the field. First and 10 at the 46. They've got five minutes to go here. They're still down 7-6 after the uh, PAT was blocked. But another game where it feels like, you know, Mitchell feels like they should be up by two touchdowns the way this game's unfolded. But they, uh, they find themselves still down by one. Yeah, the offense is kind of moving at will, which is a great sign. So now we'll see if they can cash in again on this great field position just before halftime. Shotgun four receivers from the 46. Shaw's going to take it himself. He's at the 50, at the 45. Bowls over a defender at the 38-yard line, a gain of eight. On the receiving end of that hit was the strong safety, C.J. Ganey. Boy, coming in like a freight train, Trayson Schultz. <laughs> think he wants to win this game? I think so. Oh, my goodness. He invited the contact that time. He could have just kind of, you know, took a little, uh, an angle going out of bounds, you know, and save his shoulder pads for another play. But he said, no, I'm, I want two or three more yards. And that's the kind of effort the Colonels really need to get this win. You know, they got to have those, those extra effort plays. Making an early case for a player of the game. Second and two now at the Huron 38. Two receivers on each side. Parker Denny, the motion man. They give it up the middle to Palmer, who gets the first down. Down at the 30-yard line. Gain of eight yards for Bryce Palmer. Boy, who do you give the player of the game to at this point? You want to give it to the entire offensive line? You want to give it to all the running backs? I don't have enough footballs to do that. But, uh, boy, everybody getting in the mix here. Yeah, and it's great to see that they're they're getting everyone involved on it, and and even better, it's great to see the effort that the Colonels' backs are giving on each run. I mean, they're running over defenders, they're dragging defenders, and getting those extra yards. What Colonels have passed what once? One time, one time they ran it every time. The fourth time. down play that they almost got in the end zone. Three forty to go, first and ten. This will be a tackle for loss at the thirty-five. Tough tackle right there for number. 61, the defensive end for the Tigers, Elliot DeVries. Six feet at 240. I've seen a lot uh, uh, lesser tackles be called for more on a, on a quarterback uh, roughing the passer call last couple weeks. But, uh, oh, my lo goodness. Lost a two on that one. That has gotten ugly. Yeah. Trayson Scholes loses two on that one. Three minutes to go here in this first half. Second and 13. Colonels have it at the 33. Schultz passing right side complete to Seamson at the 27. Up near the 24-yard line. So, quick pass. First completion of the night. Only the second pass here late in this first half. Seamson catches it. And Colonels will have a shot here. Third, third down here at the Huron 24-yard line. They only need four yards here to get a first down. So, another situation where you got a four-down opportunity here. If you don't get it on third down, Colonel's 0 for 2 on fourth down tonight. I like that play right there. Just a quick high percentage pass to Seamson in rhythm. That gives you a great chance here to get this first down these next two plays. Third and four, tight formation. Quarterback under center. They keep it. Quarterback going to keep it. Not going to get anything. Gain of zero. Jager Tyler very frustrated on that one. As Schultz got zero, maybe even lost a yard. They had Parker Denny. They could have pitched it to Denny on the left side. They faked that, and then Schultz took it to the right side. You know, I kind of thought there was confusion as to what that play was supposed to be. Schultz had a moment there where it looked kind of awkward and like he was expecting someone to be there, and they were not, so he kind of made something out of nothing. 
Another fourth down here for Mitchell. Fourth and five at the 25 here with two. Oh, movement on the Huron side, I believe. Yes. That'll be a false start on uh, Huron. Unless I missed something, Mitchell did not move. No, uh, Mitchell. They, they just they, they got Huron to, to, to bite on that snap count. What, first, uh, first second penalty on Huron's And that'll tonight? be a first down. Boy. That, that is Huron's first penalty tonight. Yes, sir. We have not seen that very often this season. The opponent offsides and that'll be a free first down here they needed five they get five great job by Schultz to to pull him offside in such a crucial moment there colonels now at the 20 yard line first and 10 they trail seven to six here with gotta finish just over two minutes to go here in this first half final home game of the season denny in motion they give it to tyler good idea to the 15 to the 10 to the five down at the one yard line what a tough runner Jagger Tyler is another gain of 19 for him. He wants that player of the game. I'd say give it right back to him here from one yard out. Colonels with a great shot to give Tyler back-to-back touchdowns. Boy, he had a big hole on that right side. Oh, my goodness. Just a big explosive run that time by Tyler. Got a full head of steam. Great blocking up front by the, the Colonel offensive line to open up a gaping hole for him, and he almost got in. First and goal from the one. Schultz under center. They give it up the middle to Tyler. Some movement early, but they'll say... Touchdown. It was a touchdown. It was. Tyler from one yard out. Two touchdowns tonight for Jager Tyler. See if the Colonels go for two here. They're up by five, 12 to seven. Their first lead tonight. They're going to go for two here with a minute 58 to go in the half. And Tyler basically untouched from one yard out. Beautiful job again. I mean, give it right back to him since he got you there. And good job up front. Just got a good push with the offensive line and just uh, squeaked through there for the Colonel touchdown. And I'm really impressed by how well they settled down after Huron went right down the field on the opening drive and scored the touchdown. Colonels have ran, what, maybe 30 plays. About 28 of them are runs. Just very, very impressive just to get back to – Old school Mitchell football where you're a 90% run team. Colonels go for two. They give it up the middle to Tyler. He's not going to be denied. Touchdown as he sticks the ball out over the goal line. I don't know if anybody could stop Jager Tyler tonight. <laughs> he wants to win this game. This this is no doubt about this. He's a senior. You can see that. 14-7, to seven, Colonels on the uh, two-point conversion. It is good. Minute 58 to go. Mitchell up by seven. We'll take a quick timeout. We're back in 30 seconds. You're listening to Mitchell Colonel Football tonight on KORN. Do you want a quality seed that has a focus on being local, building relationships that last, and has proven performance that's specific to where you farm? Choose Prairie Valley. With a focus on local research in eight regions throughout their footprint, Prairie Valley has the data to back up the performance of their locally specific hybrids and varieties, specialized to achieve the highest quality and yield where you need it most. No matter where you farm, Prairie Valley has the seed for where you are. To learn more or to find a local dealer, visit prairievalleyseeds.com or contact an Aurora Co-op representative. Mitchell with a 14-7 lead over here on with uh, just under two minutes to go in this first half. Two rushing touchdowns for Jager Tyler. He has seven carries for 54 yards. A touchdown from five yards out, a touchdown from one yard out, and 
most of his yards have come inside the 20-yard line tonight. And nice job by the Colonels cashing in again on terrific field position. Seven plays, 46 yards on that drive to take the lead. You're going to have a whistle here as this ball's taken at the 25. Was somebody offsides for Mitchell on this kickoff? They have not seen that this year. What do we got here? It's going to be on Mitchell. We'll, well back we, him we up. We definitely have a do-over. I think Mitchell was probably offsides on the kickoff. It'll be now at the 35-yard line. Colonels will kick it off, so they'll back him up five. Don't see that very often. Again, Huron, they got to get something going offensively. They've had three straight three and outs. Punts, punts, punts after that very impressive uh, six-play touchdown drive that took just over three minutes. They have done diddly-poo offensively since then with... Nine plays and three punts. Yeah, and again, credit the Colonel defense for settling in so quickly after getting pushed around on that opening drive. They've responded with uh, two touchdown drives the last two times out. Rose kicks it to the 15. Uh, Huron takes it to the 30, down at the 33-yard line. Uh, return there of 18 yards. So, again, if you're Mitchell, you got uh, three timeouts. Huron, they only have two. And, again, the way this... Uh, Half is played out. Colonels could maybe get one more crack at it here if they get another stop. See if they're aggressive on the defensive end. Maybe use some timeouts if they need them. First and 10 at the 33 here for the Tigers. 1.52 to go. Well, and don't forget, Colonels get the ball first in the third quarter, too. So if they can get a quick three and out and some points, they have a chance to have bookend scores. Four receiver sets for Davis. Three to the right. He's back to pass. Some pressure by the Colonels. Davis wants to run. That'll be a sack by the Mitchell Colonel defense. Ball down, came out. Down at the 27. I think Huron's got the ball here. Davis, he was sacked. A host of Colonels in on that tackle. Minute 35 to go. See if Mitchell maybe wants to call a timeout here because Huron, they want this clock to run. And if you're Mitchell, if you use timeouts here, I think you're going to get this ball back with a lot of time. Well, yeah, especially after getting that five-yard sack on first down. They are not stopping the clock. That's kind of surprising. Minute 20 to go. Still got three timeouts. Maybe use one here if you get a stop. And they should get pretty good field position, yes. too, if they can force a three and out right around midfield again. Second and 15 at the 28 for Davis. Davis, quick pass on the left side. That's completed the 25, to the 30, to the 35, to the 40. First down near midfield. He's going to go to the 30, to the 20, at the 10, down at the 8. Tackle from behind. Ball came out, but he was already gone. Colonels, thankfully, was that to maybe Lucas Bennett, the linebacker that finally took him down but boy just I mean that again another simple pass there's nothing to this here on passing game just quick passes at the line of scrimmage 64 yards right down the middle when the Colonels were trying to get this football back or at least just get to the half with uh, the touchdown lead but another blown coverage you know they just and not wrapping up tackled I mean yeah I mean they, they probably could have had him stopped around midfield and just uh, I feel not like able to slow him down. Defensively for Mitchell, you've seen this here on passing game uh, with these quick passes, so why not play up on these guys? Because they're catching the ball. They're getting 5, 10, maybe 60 yards a crack like we saw right there. Obviously, Mich Mitchell has the pass rush to get to the quarterback, Davis, if he hangs on to the ball for three or four seconds, but he likes to get rid of it early. Say so play up on those receivers because they obviously like that, uh, that, that quick passing game. Yeah, just... Uh... Caught the defense in a bad position that time right after, you know, the defense got the sack. So 
Nice, nice play by the Tigers. You got to give them credit. They had the right play called at the right time, and the Colonels' defense just could not stop it. And now the Tigers are in a great position here to tie this game up before halftime. First and goal at the nine-yard line. Colonel defense needs a stop here to keep this a 14-7 ball game. Colonels up in front, 55 seconds to go here on call to timeout. Davis back to pass, right side corner of the end zone dropped. Tough pass. And a tough catch in that right corner. We'll have a second and ten here from the nine. Receiver was open. That's the tight end Zaveski. Just kind of a, an awkward angle for that uh, for that uh, throw. Yeah, a little bit high that time. I mean, the, Davis was trying to put kind it over the defender, so he would be the only one to get it. But uh, he couldn't quite go that high to get it, and it fell incomplete. Fifty seconds to go. Two timeouts for both sides. Second and goal from the nine. Here's. Huron moves from right to left. A two-receiver set. Llewellyn Clark gets it. He fumbled it, I thought. But he then did. I think he got the ball right back. I think it ricocheted wow. off of a lineman in front of him, and it came right back to him. That was incredibly lucky. Can't say I've seen that many times either. Huron will take a timeout. They'll pick up three yards. They'll have it third and goal from the six. 37 seconds to go. Huron, they've... Almost turned it over here a couple times on this drive. But uh, I'm, I'm surprised they're, they haven't run the ball as much as they did on that first drive. Again, they haven't had any success. They broke a 64-yard pass here, kind of a, a fluke play. I mean, Llewellyn Clark looks like a very good running back. He had 200-plus yards versus Sturgis a month ago here in a, in a win for Huron. So I'm surprised they've gotten away from that running game uh, because this passing game's not working. No, except for that one big yeah. play, but that was mostly because the Colonels' defense was just not there to make the tackle, and, I mean, that should have been stopped right around midfield maybe. So, you know, the Tigers got that huge play they had to have, and now we'll see if the Colonels' defense can hang tough here and uh, avoid giving up points before halftime. 37 seconds to go in the first half. Huron has it, third and goal at the six. Shotgun, three receivers. Davis looking to the right. Pressure in the end zone, out of bounds. Nobody found the football. That ball was hanging in the air forever. He was hit as he threw it, and nobody knew where that football was, and it fell to the ground. But, man, the Colonels had a great chance at an interception in the end zone. Davis has 10 interceptions. We're waiting for him to throw a couple here tonight. They're going to go for it here. It'd be a short field goal. Ball's at the 7, so it'd be what, about a 27-yard field goal. They're going to go for They're it. They're going, and what a big stop this would be if the Colonels can can get this fourth down stop right here. 32 seconds to go. Colonels up seven here, late first half. Davis, shotgun, fourth and goal from the seven. He's going to roll out to the right, to the flats, complete at the 12-yard line, tackled at the 10 by Jager Tyler, the Colonel's safety in a fourth and goal stop for this Mitchell defense and the Colonel should go into the locker room with a 14 to 7 lead. Beautifully done by the Colonel's defense. They were very patient on that, waited for that pass to be thrown out in the flat and they had terrific reaction out there on that right side and he had no chance to go forward uh, once he got to that corner. That was beautifully defended that time by the Colonels. I mean, fourth and goal from the seven, you do a little swing pass to the running back at the 12. Like he's not going right. anywhere. Yeah, there's just there's too much speed there, too much time for the Colonels to get over there and stop it. Good job by the secondary, too, to not leave anyone open in the end zone. Three timeouts for Mitchell. They'll have it first and 10 at the 10-yard line. 
See if they just take a knee here and go to the locker room. Here on cannot stop the clock. Scholes under center, and he will take a knee, and we'll go into halftime with the lead. Mitchell 14 here on 7 here at the half, and the Colonels will not have to uh, snap it here again until the third quarter. So Colonels with a very nice first half here with a 7-point lead as uh, they look to uh, keep their playoff hopes alive. It is not impossible that Mitchell... With a win here tonight, uh, can qualify for the playoffs. They have Brookings next week on the road Thursday night. They need a couple other things to to work their way tonight as well. Notably, uh, Watertown needs to beat Spearfish. And uh, at last check, that was happening as well. So things going Mitchell's way. Here's they uh, look to send the seniors off on a high note. And Watertown is ahead of Spearfish at the half, 13-0. So playoffs... Not playoffs. Impo- playoffs. Not impossible right now uh, here for the Colonels. We'll be back in three minutes with some halftime stats, recap the first half, and look at some of those other scores from around the state, including a close one tonight between Pier and T area, the top two teams in 11 AA. And also that winner in Mount Vernon game, also a close one tonight in winter. We're back in three minutes with your halftime show. Colonels leading here on 14 7 here on KORN. This is J.R. Liverson. It's time to come in, pick the options you want, and get it coming in time for cold weather and a possible tax write-off. As new inventory comes in, our trade inventory goes up, and we have some new ones that you can just buy and take home, too. The price at the time of ordering is the price you pay with us, period. We'll get the color and options you want, then apply the Iverson's discount on top of any rebates, lease, or finance program. It's Ram, Chrysler, Dodge, and Jeep models in Mitchell and Fords in Huron. Or online anytime at IversonAuto.com. Majors. Halftime show continues with the uh, Colonels leading here on here 14 to 7 uh, here at uh, Senior Night at Joe Quinnell Field. A uh, couple of highly anticipated matchups here tonight, Sean. Uh, one in double A, one in 11 B. Uh, what do we have? A lot of close games here tonight. I like to see that. We do, especially since this is the final night of the regular season for a lot of area teams. So let's start in Class 11 AA. And uh, one of the big ones tonight is T area facing Pier. Number one and number two. This is likely going to be the championship game uh, in Vermilion. And this could be a really good one. Pier leading T area 21 to 14. But you know, it's going to go back and forth all night long. And can't wait to see what the final score is there. Uh, meanwhile, how about Harrisburg just blowing out Brookings, 41-7. to Got to say that Brookings team is a little bit different this year. So it's going to be interesting to see what kind of a team Mitchell sees next week at uh, Dykow Stadium on a Thursday nights. Meanwhile, Aberdeen Central, suddenly a hot team, leading Yankton 8-7. to Good game there tonight. Watertown leading Spearfish so far, 13 to nothing. Uh, Sturgis leading Douglas, 7 to nothing. Now we go to Class 11B where the other big matchup is. Uh, number one and number three, Winner leads Mount Vernon Plankinton, but only by four. I mean, this is the best test that Winner has seen probably all season. In years. In years, yeah. I mean, a four-point game at halftime, this is kind of unfamiliar territory. But I'll tell you. That Mount Vernon Plankinton football team is good. I got to see them up close a couple weeks ago when they played Wagner. That's a very good football team that has a very dangerous running game led by Reed Russ. 12 to 8 at halftime. That game is out Mount Vernon's. So we'll have to see if maybe they can pull off an upset on their home field. Uh, meanwhile, Elk Point Jefferson uh, unbeaten and uh, leading Bridgewater Amory Ethan 21 to 6. But nice to see the Seahawks scoring for the first time in three weeks. It's been kind of a rough stretch. 
Uh, Rapid City Christian trailing Woonsocket, Westington Springs, Sanborn Central, 14-6. to That game is out west. Uh, Miller Highmore Herald leading Trip Delmont Armor, Andy Central Dakota Christian, 21-10 to so far tonight. But Cook Central Montrose blanking Parker to this point, 25 to nothing. And then Tri-Valley is leading Wagner big, 34 to nothing so far. Uh, over in Class 9AA, we mentioned the early game this afternoon. Canastota topping Platgatus, 22 to 8. Canastota, kind of another team that really hasn't been themselves this season. Uh, they were led by Noah Kleinsaucer's three touchdown runs on 163 yards on the ground. Howard blanking Chester so far, looking like themselves, 38 to nothing. Hansen dominating Cologne so far in the first half, 39 to nothing. And uh, Kimball Whitelake blowing out Bennett County earlier today, 53 to nothing. And then a couple more scores from Class 9B. Wolsey Wessington shutting out Avon so far, 27-0. And then uh, Corsica Stickney, another team having a, a comeback year of sorts this year. They're 6-1 so far, but uh, trailing at Sully Buttes, 12-0 uh, in the first half. Well, a couple close ones right there. And one of my favorite things to do once we get to the end of the year is go through the power points and seed points and kind of project what could happen uh, for Mitchell and last year they got that five seed and kind of looking at things and if things go the way they did last year Colonel's got that five seed and ended up going to Yankton Colonel's not going to get the five seed this year I don't think but no. things are trending good that I think Mitchell's got a pretty good shot at the playoffs the way things stand here halfway through uh, the games tonight they're leading here by seven so Mitchell has to win tonight that's number one uh, Watertown beating Spearfish is a good thing. Uh, next week, Watertown takes on T. You would expect Watertown to lose that one. It should. The next week, Spearfish takes on Sturgis. You would say Sturgis would be the favorite in that game versus Spearfish. So if uh, if that were to happen, you would have a Mitchell team, even if they lose next week uh, at Brookings, which that looks like a win right now. Uh, even if Mitchell loses next week, they would be at 2-7. and seven. Uh, Watertown would be at 3-6. and six. Spearfish would be at 3-6. and six. And this Huron team would be at 2-7. and seven. So uh, it's going to come right down to it. Douglas, they're out of the playoffs. And I think some combination of Huron and Mitchell, Watertown and Spearfish. Two of those teams are going to make it. Two of those teams are going to be left out. So it's going to be interesting uh, to see what happens next Thursday night uh, when we end the regular season up in Brookings. Uh, we're back in 30 seconds. We'll come back with Lucas Bennett's our Meet the Colonel segment. Back in 30 seconds with Brianna Lucas Bennett's Rindle, on KORN. As a world leader in bioethanol production, Poet has been developing renewable energy for over 30 years. This is Becky Pitts, General Manager of Poet Mitchell. Our team's daily focus is finding the most innovative ways to convert your corn into bioethanol and high-protein animal feed. When you sell your corn to Poet, we give you the best price possible and our commitment to develop renewable energy with every bushel. Visit us at poet.com Mitchell. Second half underway as Dustin Kurtenbach returns it to the 36, but we have a flag down back at the 20. So a good field position, not going to be so good here for Mitchell. See where they spot this ball, maybe inside the, the 15 or 20-yard line on uh, Kurtenbach on the uh, Colonel return. But, uh, Sean, you'd like to see the Mitchell come back here. They've scored two straight uh, touchdowns on two straight drives. You'd 
like to see them uh, get up get up 14 here, play with the lead, and really put this game away here before we get to the fourth quarter. Yeah, just get off to a good start here in the second half. I mean, it's unfortunate that they start out with the penalty here on the kickoff. Only their third penalty in the game, so they've done a great job at uh, being clean in that department because that's been a big problem for them this season is all the penalties. But let's just see them maybe go on a nice long drive here, you know, chunk play at a time. Don't, don't step on your own feet, you know, don't get penalties that move you backward and see if they can kind of take control of this game in this third quarter. First and 10, they'll spot the ball at the 12-yard line. They pitch it right side to Tyler, dragging folks to the 15. Gain of about three yards here for Jagger Tyler as we open up the second half. Colonel's up 14-7. to seven. This is right for the big 20-play, 10-minute drive. Just uh, drain the clock right here. We've seen a 17-play drive. We saw uh, two different 15-16 play drives, two different ones out in Spearfish a couple weeks ago. So this team uh, more than capable of putting together these lengthy, lengthy drives. Second and six here at the 18. Scholes in the shotgun, high snap. Uh, nope, they're going to get a tackle for loss here. Ball comes out, but whistle was blown dead. Parker Denny on the run. Denny on the carry. That decision by Scholes, sometimes it works, Lots sometimes it hasn't. Where it's kind of that run, that, that RPO, that do I run it, do I keep it myself? Sometimes it's just too late to develop where that uh, here on defense is there by the quarterback and the running back. Yeah, sometimes it's just not always clean with those exchanges. We've seen that several times this season where they actually turn the ball over because they didn't have a good snap or they just had a really bad connection between quarterback and running back. So now we'll see if they can uh, get this third and long here. It's kind of a rare third and long situation tonight for me. Third and eight at the 14, passing situation. Colonel's trying to not go three and out. Uh, they will run it to uh, Scholes on the left side. He's going to be short of the first down here by about three yards. He'll be down at the 20. So he gains about five yards on third down, but they needed about three more. So a rare punt for Mitchell tonight, just their second one. Second one, their first drive of the game resulted in a punt. So This is their first three and out of yeah. the night. Not the start you wanted there, getting that ball to start the uh, second half. And Peer may get this ball near midfield. Yeah, need a good punt here. Got to be a clean snap and need a really good kick here. The return man is inside Mitchell territory. Dyson Sabres will punt it from the 10. A high end-over-end kick. Bounces, takes a huge Mitchell bounce at the 45. Going to come to rest at the 40-yard line of Mitchell. So that was another big punt where it took a 15-yard bounce in the right direction for Mitchell. So Huron's first shot in the second half will be at the 40-yard line, their own 40. Mason Davis, their quarterback, hasn't done a lot in the passing game. We've seen him throw the ball down the field once or twice. Most of his passes have been right at the line of scrimmage. And we'll see if the Colonel's defense is up to the challenge here. Got to get right back out on the field and See if they can get a stop here, but Huron's got really good field position to start this the second half. Shotgun, three receivers, another quick pass to the right side at the 35, up to the 40, down the 45, a good gain of seven on first down up that right side to uh, Peterson. So again, this Huron passing game, I don't know if you want to call it boring, but it's just quick passes at or even behind the line of scrimmage basically long runs where you give your receiver a chance to run. 
Yeah, just a good start to the drive. You get a nice high percentage pass out to the right side, and good run by Peterson after the catch. Second and five at the 45. They go back up the middle. Davis, the quarterback, first down past midfield. Fumble. Ten, it's a fumble. Colonels pick up the fumble. Trayvon Austell with the fumble recovery. Did it come back out? Colonels should get the ball here at the 46-yard line. Davis, he has 10 interceptions. We're waiting for a turnover. This time he fumbles it after gaining the first down. That first turnover of the game. Trayvon Austell recovers it. Colonels will have it first and 10 at their own 46-yard line. Great job by the Colonels' defense just to go get on that ball after Davis had picked up the first down on an otherwise good-looking run. But first turnover on the night goes to the Colonels and uh, came at a good time when Huron had really good field position. 9.17 to go, third quarter. Huron trailing 14-7. Shotgun and three receivers. Shoals back to pass up the middle right side. Seamson, nice cut at the 40-yard line, a first down and plenty more. Near the 37. Good pickup of nearly 20 yards. That little slant on the right side, that was right on the money from Trayson Schultz. Seamson has receptions tonight from Schultz. First down for the Colonels. First and 10 now at the Huron 37-yard line. Three minutes into this half. Colonels looking to get a two-touchdown lead. Colonels have had two touchdown leads a couple times this season. Great effort by Seamson there after the catch. I mean, he just bowled over defenders again and got 17 yards. First down, motion man. Shell's going to keep it up the middle. Quarterback draw to the 35, dragging defenders to the 30. Another tough physical run by the quarterback, Shoals. Gains seven yards. Boy, Shoals is, I mean, you've seen these seniors, Shoals and Tyler. They want, it, there's a different, Effort level, or that effort level is always there, but just more so tonight. Those extra yards at the end of these runs definitely noticeable tonight. Yeah, they just they've got that want it in them tonight. You see it on every carry, fighting for those extra yards. You see them when they drag defenders, and the urgency level is very high tonight. You can see it in their play and good energy by the Colonels on the field tonight as well. This is kind of the Colonel team we've been wanting to see here for much of this season. Second and three at the 30-yard line. The Colonels back to pass. A quick one left side. First down to Parker Denny. To the 25, to the 20. Going back inside. He'll be a tackle near the 18-yard line. Get Parker Denny in space. Easy yards right there. A gain of 12 for Parker Denny. We're starting to see that Mitchell uh, passing game develop a little bit here. That was a nice, easy catch. 7.30 to go in the uh, third quarter. Colonels once again inside the 20-yard line. Really well done by Denny. We talked about him at the top of the broadcast. We really wanted to get him more into this offense, have him have a bigger role, and he's had some really good-looking runs tonight as well. Colonels another uh, red zone opportunity. Schultz now under center, tight formation at the 18. They give it right side to Palmer, kind of barrels into his own blockers. Maybe gains one yard on that run to the right. Palmer on the carry. The first and uh, be second and second and nine here coming up at the 16-yard line. Another shot, you know, four down territory again. Colonels 0 for 2 on fourth down. But again, you need to score here because you were just dominating here on in every aspect of the game. But you're only up by seven here late in this third quarter. Second and nine from the 16. Shoals under center. 
Tyler, the fullback, they'll pitch it left side to Denny. He fumbles it. Colonels recover at the 28-yard line as that pitch was maybe a little bit high for Parker Denny. He didn't get it. Colonels going to lose nine yards on that one. Colonels lucky not to turn that ball over. Yeah, really nice job by Denny just to get on that football because once it's loose, you know, it's anyone's ball and uh, you kind of end up getting big scrums when that happens. So fortunate it took a Colonel bounce and he was able to fall on it. But this is something we've seen several times when a drive is working well and then either a bad snap or a penalty gets in the way. Third and 17, Scholes rolling out to the right, complete to Seamson at the 29. Ooh, looking for a face mask. Nope, he'll be tackled at the 28-yard line. So the Colonels won't pick up many uh, yards on that. May as well go for it here, maybe a, a third and 15. Ooh, they even lost a yard, they say. My goodness. So, I mean, you're too close to punt. You're at the 27. Can't kick a field goal, so the Colonels... Need to get to the eight-yard line. So this will be a fourth and 19. Fourth and 19 from the 27. Colonel's going to see if they can at least uh, pick up maybe half of it, give Huron uh, not as good field position, maybe even pick it up. Take a shot in the end zone right here. Colonel's going to run it out to the left side. Schultz stuck at the line of scrimmage. Going to pick up a couple yards past the 25. We'll gain about three or four on the uh, fourth and twenty. So the third, fourth down try for Mitchell. They're now 0 for 3 on fourth down. And yet again, you're kind of like last year's game. You're keeping Huron in this game where they haven't done much offensively. And they're getting in their own way again. I mean, that was just because of a bad exchange on the pitch. I mean, if, if every play was going positive, like most of that drive was, maybe they get some more points there. But very conservative call that time on fourth and 20. First and 10 at the 24 for Davis. Quarterback in the shotgun. Pass deep right side. Down the field. Got a man caught at the 45. Down at the 38. A big pass play of 40-plus yards for the Huron Tigers as they're now at the 39-yard line of Mitchell. Nice pass right up the middle. Davis. C.J. Ganey just got his fingertips on that one. I did not see a flag, but they're calling this back. Flag apparently way back at the 20-yard line, holding on Huron. Boy. That's huge. Mitchell got away with one there. Big time, 35, 40-yard gain for C.J. Ganey. And both teams shooting themselves in the foot here with turnovers and penalties. Boy, that one was a big one for Huron. They would have had it inside the Mitchell 40. Instead, they're going to be stuck way back here at the... 15-yard line or so, 16-yard line. That's a huge penalty. I mean, neither team had penalty problems in that first half, and that also wipes out a fantastic catch. I mean, really good-looking throw there uh, from Mason Davis right down the middle of the field, uh, and the receiver just did everything he could, stretched completely I out, he was pulled that ball it. in yeah. by the fingertips and went to the ground with it. I mean, that's terrific concentration, but all for naught because it comes back on a penalty. Holding makes it first and 20 for Huron, way back at their own 14. See if they get back to running the ball. Llewellyn Clark with a big hole right side. May pick up the first down, and he does. To the 40, to the 50, to the Mitchell side of the field. 30, 20, down at the 15. Another huge play here for Huron. They go from the 14 all the way down to the 15. It's another big 50, 60-yard run for 
Wellman Clark, and I have no idea how he has not gotten the ball more tonight. 75 yards on the run for Wellman Clark. It's only his eighth carry of the night. He's over 100 yards. I have no idea how he's not your primary uh, target here. 75 yards, uh, first and 10 here inside the 15. Boy, blazing speed down that right sideline and toeing that sideline too. Good uh, concentration to stay in bounds. They run it right up the middle. Davis takes it left side. Could score. Needs to get to the two. I think he'll be just shy of the first down. It's going to be right there. The quarterback, Davis, kept it on that left side. It's going to be right near the first down marker. Maybe a second and two. Second and one. Let's see where they spot this ball. Well, they got the ball at the three, I and the yard markers were at the four, so that should be a first and goal. Gain of 11, so another goal-to-go opportunity here. Four minutes to go in this half or in this uh, third quarter. 14-7, to seven. Mitchell up by seven, but again. One big play for Huron turning this game around because Colonels couldn't get in the end zone their last drive. First and goal for Huron at the three. Shotgun and three receivers. Davis hands it off, right side. Oh, Running back down at the two. Great tackle. A defender came out at the last second and caught him by the the shoes, diving out to get him. And uh, just great pursuit coming from behind. I thought he was going to get in the end zone there because he had some pretty good speed turning that, the corner on the right side, but really well defended that time by the Colonels. That was the junior backup running back, Cashton Cottle. Cottle gains one. It's second and goal now from the two with 3.15 to go in the third. Boy, was that Ostell out there that made that tackle? That yeah. was terrific. Run up the middle, touchdown, and we're one point away from a tie ball game. Quinston Luelman Clark, senior the first. Touchdown from two yards out. His second touchdown of the ball game. 3.09 to go in this third quarter. The Colonel lead now down to one. Well, nice job that time by the Huron Tigers to answer back. They got another explosive play, and this time the Colonel's defense couldn't keep him out of the end zone, but, you know, I just got to credit Huron's offense for getting the big play when they needed it to kind of swing this game around again. Nick Kleinsaucer for the tie. It is up and good. 3.09 to go in the third quarter. Huron scores from two yards out, and we're tied at 14 apiece. We're back in 30 seconds. You're listening to Mitchell Colonel Football on KORN. This fall, take some time to think about your future. While the leaves make their way down to earth and the last sunset of summer leaves us with an autumn chill, it's time to grab the nearest foam finger and break up a face paint. Rush the stands with First Dakota National Bank and forget how to blink. Fall sports are back with jaw-dropping plays, an electric atmosphere, and epic scores. Make some noise with First Dakota National Bank. Open a new account online today at firstdakotanationalbank.com. Member FDIC. Four plays. A four-play drive for the Tigers. The big play was a 75-yard run for Quinston Luelman Clark. Went from the 14 of Huron all the way to, uh, what, around the uh, 12-yard line of Mitchell. 75-yard uh, run. And, then and he, that uh, came after the penalty. It was, it was first and 20. It was first and 20 after the holding call in which they had a 30-yard pass. So we're tied here at 14. Mitchell received the ball late third quarter. Elsewhere... Uh, start of the, uh, I guess it's 21-17, peer ahead of T. 
still in the second half, and uh, Watertown still leading Spearfish 13-0. Aberdeen, they're going to beat Yankton. They're up 22-7. We, I don't know what Aberdeen wow. team we saw, but they're much better than what we saw, and they beat Mitchell. Colonel's taken at the 20-yard line up near the 30, pulling defenders down at the 30, and that's where Mitchell will start their uh, third drive here of the half. So, again, this is a game, Sean, where there were only uh, four or five possessions in that first half. Both teams have had it twice here in the second half, so... If the second half is like the first half, you're looking at maybe three more drives the rest of this ballgame. Yeah, if that. I mean, and the Colonels got to get back to doing what they were doing so well in the first half. You know, execute their offense, get chunk plays at a time, positive plays. Don't shoot yourself in the foot with penalties again and uh, try to take control of this game. First and 10 at the 30. Colonels do a reverse. This is going to be the halfback pass. Nope, Tyler going to run it. Get a good gain on first down near the 40. He's past the uh, first down marker, a gain of 12 for Jager Tyler and a first down. That looked like maybe that halfback pass. We haven't seen it yet. It did. But Tyler is usually that halfback that throws the football. Yeah, and he was hesitating out there, sort of out in that right flat area, kind of waiting a little bit, but there was nobody out there to throw to. I mean, here on secondary, had that covered pretty well, but really nice job by Tyler to make that decision in that moment and quickly get up the field and get that first down. First and 10, Colonels at their own 42, tight formation. Two receivers, a wing formation with shells under center. Parker Denny, the motion man. Denny takes it up the middle, gets to the 47-yard line. A good gain of five for the sophomore Parker Denny as Denny leads Mitchell in rushing this season. Boy, does that guy have a bright future. I think he's going to be great. Oh, my gosh. I mean, I would love to see him maybe even be the primary back going into next season. I mean, he's showing so much potential this season with the Colonels. I mean, so many strong runs, so many explosive plays. I mean... He, he's going to be a good one for the Colonels next couple seasons. Under two minutes to go in this third quarter. A winner now ahead of Mount Vernon Plankington comfortably in the fourth, 34-8. Minute 40 to go in this one, third quarter. Second and five for the Colonels near midfield. They pitch it left side to Tyler. I would have bet the house would get the first down. It would be about a yard short. Hit heavily by that uh, linebacker for Huron. He'll be right near midfield. A third and short coming up next. Good start here. This is kind of what we were looking for, just chunk plays at a time, win that battle up front, which they've done these last few plays, and the ball now already at midfield. So the Colonels in just a few plays have gone 20 yards, and they're, they're showing that power football again. This is what we like to see from the Colonels. Third and two at midfield. Tied at 14, minutes to go in the third quarter. Shells now under center, came in Max. Fullback dive for Tyler, a run of four. Only needed two. Gets into Huron territory. At the 46-yard line. And you just feel so confident you're going to pick up that first down. Yeah, I mean, when you hand it to Tyler, he has so, such good burst. Even if it's not like a big hole with his explosiveness, he can kind of turn a small crease into a bigger one to get the yards that they need. So great start to this drive here by the Colonels when they're looking to try to swing things back their way again. And, again, they've had no trouble moving this football tonight. That's now 15 first downs in this game for Mitchell. Could be the final play here of the third quarter. First and 10 at the Huron 46. Another halfback dive right up the middle to Tyler. Making that first guy just drag him. A gain of eight for Jager Tyler. 
Yeah, Should they just do that 15 times? Yeah, may as well. I don't Give know. it to Tyler. Throw in Denny maybe a couple, but it's, if, it's so impressive. Every, every time he runs, he just completely wins that individual battle with whoever he runs into. I just don't see how Huron would stop with that fullback, that halfback dive uh, from Jagger Tyler. Pickup of nine right there. I just don't know how they would stop that. End of the third quarter. We're tied at 14. We'll have a second. Short coming up next for Mitchell inside the Huron 40. Colonels need this game to hope for the playoffs in a couple weeks. We'll find out if they can close it out here on senior night. We're back in 30 seconds on KORN. This is J.R. Liversons, and together with Ram, we have a deal for you. For the month of October, you can get up to $3,000 off MSRP on all pre-sold orders, above and beyond factory incentives and discounts. It's time to pick the options you want and get your truck coming. We strive to get you every possible factory incentive and discounts like this $3,000 off your new Ram. Then give you Iverson's customer first service too. It's Ram, Chrysler, Dodge, and Jeep models in Mitchell and Fords in Huron. Or online anytime at IversonAuto.com. 14-14, we're tied, Sean. Another close one here for the Mitchell Colonels. They've had a lot of close games this season, close losses. They got the one win. They had a five-game losing streak. They beat Sturgis week two here at home. They were down by one going into that fourth quarter. Ended up winning it 36-22 with a couple of big touchdowns. And we'll see if Mitchell can close this one out. Anybody's ball game here. We've seen Mitchell more of a methodical offense. We've seen Huron, they haven't moved the ball much, but when they have, it's been 50, 60, 70-yard chunks. Yeah, and you just talked about, you know, what they need to do. I mean, they need to finish. I mean, win, win the quarter, you win this game. Finish this drive, take the lead. That puts your defense in a good position to be aggressive. Second and a long one. They pitch it to Palmer. It's going to be a pass. Nope, now he's going to run it. Can he get to the first down? Yes, he did. They had A.J. Simpson on that right side. Colonels have run that halfback pass in every game this season. They have not run it yet. You, I think you said pregame it was going to be Palmer to Seamson, and that's, it was Palmer, and that was that halfback pass. I like that he ran the ball. Oh, they're going to call him short. My heavens. Wow. What not, a Not a generous spot. Justice that was. So third and about a yard. I thought he got that easily. I Inches. thought he was there. Yeah, I mean. Half a yard. He leaned forward at the end of it and stretched the football out, but referees must have saw a knee down. Well, I saw it different. Third and a half yard from the 37. Let's give that ball to Tyler right up the middle and get the first down. They do that, and that what that is what happens. Tyler carries, folks. He gets about 10 yards. <laughs> On the uh, simple halfback draw, dive, Jagger Tyler up near the 29-yard line. Again, you needed a half yard, he got you about nine. Beautiful. I mean, just he, great right push up front, great explosion from uh, from Tyler on that run. You do that four or five more times, you're going to be in the end zone. Just, you know, watch, watch the penalties. Don't get in your own way here. I mean, they're winning that battle up front, and Tyler is a beast right now. He's the player of the game. He scored both of their touchdowns. He's accounted for He's approaching 100 points. yards, two touchdown runs. Yeah, he's the man tonight. 13 carries, and now and a here's a penalty. Start. Here's a penalty. This is what kills Mitchell's offense. 10-39 to go in regulation. Are we in store for another overtime game between Huron and Mitchell? Looked like that was going to be a pass for Mitchell on first down, but somebody moved early, so they move it back five yards. Again, it's same old story. You get in a good position, 
And now you're, you're moved back five yards. First and 15 now at the Huron 34. Give it right back to Jagger Tyler. Get those penalty yards back plus three more. That's what I would do right here. It is first down, power that football again, and pick up that penalty yards. Only four penalties tonight on the Colonels. First and 15, Scholes. Ah, now Huron. Now Huron gives it back. Who wants to win this game? Who wants to lose this game? Nice job again by Trayson Scholes. I think he kind of saw that coming. They were going to be aggressive that time and get after it on first and long, and he used that hard cadence again. Second time tonight, Trayson Scholes has gotten the Huron defense to jump. So Colonels move back five yards, and now they move ahead five yards. And now you're back on schedule. See, now now it's first and nine or first and ten from the 29-yard line. So now, same thing, though. It doesn't change what I think they should do. Give it right back to Jagger Tyler. Get another big chunk here. Get yourself off to a good start on first down. Under 10 minutes to go. First and 10 inside the 30. They pitch it left side to Tyler. Cuts back in the middle. Makes guys miss. Past the 25. That'll be another gain. Oh, five uh, yards here for Tyler. He put on the brakes that time, swiped a couple of guys right past him like they were on ice skates, and they pick up five yards in second down. Man on a mission. Just uh, There was only five yards, but it was a thing of beauty. Very shifty that time and tossing defenders aside, and it took two or three Tigers to actually pull him down. I mean, just what strength he is showing on every carry. I've wanted to see somebody for Mitchell, I don't care who it is, have a 20-carry game. And it seems like Tyler's on his way. He's getting close. He's only got, he only needs six more to get there. 14 carries. I want to see somebody be that bell cow. Second and five inside the 25. Tyler right up the middle. Making guys miss again a first down here at the 15. Just not going to stop that kid tonight. Gain of nine yards. Caudle tackles him first and 10 here at the 17. Just five more times. Yeah. Give me four or five more of those, and Mitchell will take the lead with. You know, maybe seven or eight minutes to go in this game. 14-14 here with uh, nine minutes to go. Nice long drive here for Mitchell. This will be yep. play number uh, ten. nine, number ten. Started at the 30. Another long drive, see if they can uh, have a long 70-yard drive here and take some time off the clock. 8.40 to go. We're tied at 14. Fake pitch. Scholes, heavy pressure, going to throw it right side, intercepted. Flag. Penalty on the play. Only thing Mitchell can hope for is maybe a holding call. But, boy, turnover. See see if this uh, penalty is called back or this uh, interception is called back. For Mitchell's sake, you hope so. Maybe it's holding here on. It's on Mitchell. Boy, I mean, again, with, you know, just give it to Tyler. You're going to score that touchdown. First turnover on the night by the Colonels, and it's killer because that gives the Tigers a little bit more life. Play action pass, heavy pressure up the middle from Schultz and rolls out to the right, and that one was intercepted. Seriously, I mean, you, you give Jagger Tyler the ball four more right. times, you're probably in the end zone. They were just dominating the line of scrimmage on this drive. You don't have to overthink it too much. 8.34 to go, Colonel interception. Here on ball, first and 10 at their own 21. Davis will give it off to Lou Elman Clark, trying to stretch it right side. The Colonels are there. Flag. A late penalty. That'll be a loss of three pending this penalty. Well, you hope this is on Huron. I mean, that was a great job by the defense to make that a loss, but if, if this is a hold, it moves it back, and it, it, it will be. So big break for the Colonels after a turnover to have Huron get in their own way. And do you accept it? Do you want a second and 13 I would or accept first it. and 20 and move them back 10 yards? And again, yep. last time they had the first and 20, 
Wellman Clark had the 75-yard run. So well, not only are they going backwards, but now you're getting close to their own end zone, and now if they have a bad exchange yeah. or something, you could get a defensive touchdown here. After a pretty clean first half, both teams have uh, had one turnover. Yeah, turn fumble, fumble for Huron and an interception for Mitchell's offense. So it's first and 20 here at the 12-yard line. Quick pass left side. They've been doing it all night. You just have to tackle. Colonels do. They'll pick up four or five yards up to the 16. Quick pass, uh, pass here from Mason Davis. Again, this pretty uh, pretty standard offense here for Huron. Under eight minutes to go. We're tied at 14. And like we said, you know, if you get a stop here and score, that might be it because we're uh, we're getting down there. Huron may only get the ball one more time the rest of this game. Yeah, if Mitchell can force the three and out, they're going to have really good field position and a chance to put the game away. Second and long near the 15-yard line. Play action pass, roll out right. Quick little pass. That's complete at the 15. They may have even lost a yard on that. I think they did. So that'll they be did. a loss on the play to the uh, tight end. Zaveski lost a one. So here it is. Third. You got what you need, right? Third and long after they had the penalty and shot themselves in the foot. Now you have a great chance to get this ball back, probably in your own in, in their territory after a punt, unless it takes a great bounce, and then you really have a chance to finish off what you had going on that last drive. Third and 16 for Huron, way back at their own 15. Third down defense has to come through for Mitchell. Davis back to pass. Quick one deep, now deep left side, overthrew his receiver. Clean play right there, good coverage by Hudson Morgan in the secondary. And that'll be a three and out, and after that holding penalty on first down, moves them back. Fourth and 16, and they'll punt this here from around the five. Punter will be at the five, and there's 6.58 to go, and... Next score may win this one. Colonels won it last year in overtime, 21-20 to up north. A similar finish and a similar score. <laughs> it's starting to get eerily similar, isn't it? But great job defensively by Borgen that time on defense on that pass. Spiraling punt, fair caught at the 46-yard line for Hudson Borgen. So the Colonels, yet again, field position has been great all night long. Another drive starting in here on territory. They'll have it first down at the 45. This is where you have to finish. If you're the Colonels, I mean, this is everything you could have asked for. You have a chance with 6.52 left. You have great field position here on your home field on senior night. You want to break this five-game losing streak, go get it. I mean, right here, you've got the chance. Do what you were doing on that last drive and keep it on the ground. You give it to Jager Tyler as many times as it takes to score a touchdown. Tyler up the middle. They're not going to stop him to the 40. Dragging defenders to the 37-yard line. I just do not see how Huron can stop Jager Tyler. You just give him the ball. You don't have to do anything fancy. If they would have done that play on the last drive instead of that pass, they're probably in the end zone maybe two plays later. And I think they've learned from that last drive. I mean, I understand the concept of running, running, running. Surprising. When successful, it does set up a pass. It sets up the play action if they bite on it, but they did not. But I mean, Schultz had a ton of pressure on him, but just don't uh, don't overthink it. You got you got a really good ground game going tonight. Second and three at the 38. They stretch it left side to Denny. First down for the sophomore and a lot more to the 30 down at the 26. Holding on Mitchell coming back. Gain of 12 negated again. Parker Denny's had a lead 
50 yards, I think, this season negated on penalties. Yeah, that time Bennett out there on the edge trying to help him spring Denny loose, but he, he completely turned the defender around who was trying to come through there and, and make the play. So, I mean, it was kind of an obvious call to make that time. See what this call is here. They're still talking things over, but I, I guarantee you this midfield. is holding back at, around the left side there. That They're they, discussing. They maybe, threw the flag. Maybe offsetting penalties. They got the ball. Now Mitchell back uh, at the 49-yard line. They threw the flag as Denny was making his turn around the corner. So I'm, I'm almost positive this is holding on the Colonels, and they started moving backwards right away. Now they're moving the ball. Picked it up at the 49. Colonel's now a, sh a yard shy of midfield. I have no, no idea what, what they could discussing. be talking about. Seems pretty obvious this is holding here we unless go. there's something else going on here. Unsportsmanlike conduct on Huron. Wow, unsportsmanlike conduct on Huron. So is there any penalty on Mitchell here? A late hit perhaps? So That was weird because that happened during the play. So the, the holding counts... But this is a post-play foul on Huron, so they Jeez. get they they get the ball moved in Mitchell's direction now to the 36. Mitchell picks up two yards, basically. Boy, was that a bizarre sequence! Weird stuff. So there's 5:55 to go in regulation. We're tied at 14. Second and one. Third penalty on Huron. Mitchell's got five tonight. Mitchell hands it at the 36 of Huron. Fake pitch. They go left side. First down again for Parker Denny. Making guys miss past the 30. And he's near the out-of-bounds marker on the Colonel sideline near the 25. So another good 10-yard run for Parker Denny. Feels like it doesn't matter who they give it to, whether it's Parker Denny or Jager Tyler. You're going to get positive results here with... 5.40 to go. Another Colonel first down, knocking on the doorstep at the 26. Yeah, this Colonel offensive line is just absolutely doing work tonight. I mean, fantastic job for this entire game, just uh, dominating on the ground and giving them a chance to pick up this win here tonight. It's been really impressive. First and 10, Colonels at the Huron 26. Palmer in motion right up the middle to Tyler. He'll be tackled at the 22. Still a gain of four. Again, even three or four yards is plenty. That is just absolutely fine. And if you're here on, you got to feel good on that. He only gained three yards. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of a rare play where he doesn't get like seven or eight at one time. He's just been overpowering these Huron Tigers on defense tonight. Uh, but if you keep doing that another three or four times, they, they may get that decisive touchdown here as the clock goes under five minutes. And now he's got 17 carries. You know, he, he, if he does get to that magic number of 20, that probably means the Colonels are in the end zone. It's a season high for any Mitchell running back, 17 carries. Second and six at the 22. Palmer in motion. Palmer right side, looking for the corner. Stuck. Tackle for a loss. Loss of one on the play. Tackle there by number 44. Colby Hofer, linebacker. So Mitchell moving backwards here. Next snap will be under four to go. Sets up a third and a long seven at the 23. Again, four down territory. Colonels 0 for 3 on four downs tonight, and it may take a fourth down conversion here to get this ball inside the 15. Great play by Hofer. I mean, showing a ton of speed that time and uh, getting Palmer from behind when it looked like he had a really nice area there out to the right on that pitch when it first started developing. But great, great job on that breaking speed by Hofer to pull him down. 
Third and seven at the Huron 23. Shell's under center. Tyler to the back of him. Shell's going to keep it. Quarterback keeper. First down at the 15. Inside the 10. Colonel's going to have it first and goal with three and a half minutes to go. Wow. 15 yards from Trayson Shoals, and he, he kind of made that look easy. Just, just turning the corner around the right side there and getting away from a couple of defenders and uh, getting away from contact from a couple of defenders. And, boy, he, he's just showing that, that sheer will on this field tonight to get this win for his guys. Now, if you're here on, you got to think about the, the timeouts. Do you want to use any here to maybe get this ball back? If you give up a touchdown, play number six of this drive. It started at the 45. Coming up on three minutes to go. First and goal for the Colonels at the nine. They keep it right side. Left side now to Scholes. Dragging going to be inside the three-yard line, it looks like. The one. Right near the goal line. Scholes with a gain of eight. Now coming up on 2.50 to go. Tied at 14, Colonels looking for win number two on the season. Go right back to Shoals maybe on one more keeper or hand off to Tyler and get him the uh, the hat trick for the night to finish off a brilliant night on senior night. Second and goal, Mitchell has the ball at the one-yard line. Two and a half minutes to go. Pretty good shape here. I mean, yeah. just hang on to the football. That's job one and just shove your way into the end zone. Now timeout on the field. Boy, who took this? Here Boy, that is just an awful timeout. Yeah, that, that's 30 costly. Seconds. They're, that tr- is... they're trying to save themselves some time because they did it. they're pretty much sure that Mitchell's about to score here. But, yeah, those are such precious timeouts when it's a one-possession game and just 2.20 left. They took 30 seconds off the clock. Mm. 30 seconds came off the clock. Then, like at that point, there was no reason to call those that Those analytics timeout. people were just too slow to yes. make that decision. you got to be quicker on the trigger than that. I mean, that is... Gee, that's an awful call oh, right there. Boy. End of game time management is a pet peeve of mine. My heavens. Like, you got to know. Before, it can win and lose a game for it. Decisions like that. Like that saved them, what, maybe 10, 15 seconds? 10 right. seconds maybe? Colonel's going to let this clock run as far as they can. Clock stopped now at 2.25 to go. And they may have had a conversation just now about do we let them score so we can save ourselves two minutes to go the length of the field. And if you're Mitchell, you just got to score. Just score. Colonels can't be playing the good game. Exchange, well. you know, good exchange. Good snap. Good exchange. Go right up the middle. Don't do anything yeah. fancy. Don't overthink it here. Don't pitch it out because, you know, you're, you're risking a loss on the play. Just go right at them because it's been working all night. Yeah, you're looking at one you know, yard. You're I one think, yard. I think Tyler gets this ball for his third touchdown. He had one from five yards out. He had one from one yard out. Jager Tyler looking for his third touchdown tonight. Keeper. They're going to be quarterback keeper. Quarterback sneak. Schultz in and good. 2.21 to go. Trayson Schultz scores from one yard out. Very important extra point coming up. Colonels now up 20-14. to 14. Extra point was blocked back in the second quarter, so this is not uh, this is not automatic here. Brendan Rose on the kick. One yard score from Shoals. Caps a seven-play, 45-yard drive. Just over two minutes to go. You need to stop on defense. First, you got to make the kick. To make it a seven-point game, kick is good. 2.21 to go. Colonels leading here on 21-14, to 14, and uh, you need one defensive one stop. stop, and 
You keep your season alive here as you go to Brookings next week. And well done here tonight by the Colonels. You know, now your defense goes out there and tries to uh, be the closer on this game tonight on senior night. They did everything they had to do to win this game. The, the ground game has been there. It's been really impressive, to be honest. I mean, they've been kind of running the ball at will when they didn't have penalties. Trayson Scholes punching it in there to finish off that drive. They cashed in on the short field. And it's, it's just been one of the Colonels' best performances on the season. And if Huron were to somehow score a touchdown, you would think they would go for two to win this ballgame. Most likely. We don't know what those conversations are like with analytics people. I don't even, I'm, I'm done for, trying for to Huron, figure that out. For Huron, they, that decision is need to be made already. Their head coach, first-year head coach, Drew Strand, he, he makes that decision right now. If we but score, we're going for two or how, not. How tempting would it be, though, to have overtime again? Yeah, I don't want overtime. We'll end the game on this play. Whatever your it's best. It's got to be tempting. Let's go get him in overtime. 2.21 to go. Brendan Rowe's going to kick it off here at the 40. Pier leading. Uh, no, T now leading Pier 24-21. T in Ooh, front. Early fourth, boy. Early fourth quarter. Rose with a good kick, taking it to 10. 15-20, up the middle, now left side for Llewellyn Clark, tackled just shy of the 25. 76 yards, they got to go to try to extend this game. They have two timeouts, they wasted one when they shouldn't have at the end of that last drive. They're going to have to pass, and they haven't done much of that at all tonight. They had that one huge explosive play in the first half, which almost led to a score before halftime, but that was a lot because of the Colonels' missed tackles. So now we'll see if the Tigers can actually move the ball through the air when they have to. And the large majority of the passes have been quick passes at the line of scrimmage, not down the field. 2.15 to go, Colonels up 21-14. First and 10 at the 24, another quick pass to the right. Complete at the 30. At the 35, that should be a first down. And again, you just gotta play up a little bit. You gotta tackle that first uh, that first receiver. This has been their offense. Quick passes at the line of scrimmage all night long, and they have enough time to do this. Two minutes to go. Clock continuing to run. They pick up 11. First and 10 for Davis at the 35. Looking left, up the middle, complete. Another first down, now at the 46. Clock will stop as the sticks move with a minute 51 to go. And all of a sudden, Huron has picked up 22 yards just like that in 30 seconds. Clock rolls, minute 45 to go, first and 10 at their own 46. Davis, now we're going to have a penalty. I think uh, Huron may have moved early. Again, they're just, uh, they have plenty of time here. Time is not an issue, minute 42 to go. They're already near midfield, but I think Huron, yep, false start on Huron. They're going to back them up five yards here to their own 41. Only their fourth penalty on the night. Colonels have got five, so both teams, for the most part, have been pretty clean in that department. But, yes, good start to the drive by the Tigers before that penalty. Just two quick passes, good execution on both passes. Two timeouts for the Tigers, down by seven. First and ten at their own 41. Shotgun Davis looking up the middle. Dangerous pass, nearly intercepted, about three or four black shirts. Closest to that ball. Yeah, I mean, he he was lucky that was not picked off. His receiver was just streaking down the field, never even saw the ball coming. Uh, Davis was under a ton of pressure on that play, and he threw it into an area where three colonels were kind of diving at that ball. So 
Tiger is very fortunate that was not picked off. You wonder how Davis has 10 interceptions with all these quick passes, but then there's these dangerous passes up the middle. Yep. Minute 32 to go. Second and 10 at their own 41. Here on quick pass left side. Complete at the 38. Up to the 45. Pass midfield. They're still going to be a couple yards short of the first down. Clock continues to run. Third and two here at Colonel Territory at the 44. Minute 15 to go. Moting on the catch. Their leading receiver has been quiet tonight. Minute 10 to go. They have two timeouts. They haven't used them yet. They need two yards here on third down with a minute left. Back to pass. Davis. Complete at the 38. First down. Clock stops with 59 seconds to go. And here on, they have not had to use any of these timeouts. Clock stops to move the sticks on a first down. Clock is running. 55 seconds to go. Here on has it in Colonel Territory. First and 10 at the 38. Davis in the shotgun. Rolling out to the left. Colonel's trying for the sack. Rolling out to the right. Holding. Pass deep to the end zone. Nobody close. I think they're going to get to Huron for holding as Davis just held on to that ball way too long. And his offensive line couldn't uh, couldn't help him that much longer. Well, and he almost fumbled it, too, as he was trying to get away from trouble in that pocket. Kind of fumbled the ball a little bit, regathered it, and then ran out to the right and just threw a ball up for grabs. And there was nobody home downfield. But now the Tigers are going to be moving back here 10 yards on that hold. And that's why that, that play took so long to develop. Now at that point, you want to, you know, just conserve time. There's nothing there either. If you're the quarterback, Davis, you make the decision to run for it, and you run out of bounds, or you just let it go. So here's another big penalty, second one on this drive. Yeah, that's that's huge because, you know, now they're going to have to go almost 20 yards to pick up their next first down. Big-time break there for the Colonels. First and 20 here on now back at their own 47. Only 41 seconds left. Two timeouts. They trail by seven. Davis in the shotgun, not much pressure. Up the middle, long pass. Caught at the 20. First down for C.J. Ganey. 35 seconds to go. That's a gain of 33. Right up the seam, right in the middle. An outstanding throw by Davis. And a great catch by Ganey. I swear, all of these throws I think are just going to be just a little long. They finally take a timeout. 35 seconds to go. Huron just 20 yards away from getting uh, within one. Well, that was an outstanding throw by Davis. I, I thought when he initially threw it, it was going to be a little bit too long, yeah. but he put just enough on it, and his receiver, I think that was Moting out there, Moting. That, that dove at it and uh, was able to reel it in and keep the his hands under the football, and uh, what a great diving catch at a crucial time when it looked like maybe... The Tigers might be done on second down and 20-plus. I mean, just fantastic execution here in crunch time when there's just 35 seconds left. What a finish. I uh, got to come down to it. It's Mitchell Colonel football. I wouldn't feel comfortable any other way. So they take the timeout there. One timeout to go. Again, clock and time, not much of an issue here as they're at the 20-yard line. Colonel's up 21-14. 35 seconds to go. Three receivers right for Davis, one to the left. He looks to the left. Now up the middle. Colonel Sackham at the 31-yard line. Ball may have popped out. you got to use a timeout here. A fumble may have sealed the game. I think Huron came up with it. Clock continues to run. they got to use a timeout here on be aware of the situation. 21 seconds to go as they 
do recover the fumble. Davis is sacked. I think Trayvon Austell in on the sack. It'll be a loss of 11. So we'll have it seconds and 21 here at the 31-yard line. But we've seen the down and distance doesn't really matter. They can pick up 20 yards just like that. As 21 seconds to go, you have three, maybe four plays left here if you're uh, here on offense. You're 31 yards away yet. What a roller coaster we've been on just on this drive. I mean, big time throw and completion on second down and long to get the first down. And then Ostel comes in and makes one of the biggest defensive plays of the season to uh, push him back to the to the uh, 30 yard line here, making it a lot more difficult on second down and only 21 seconds left. Also in pier tonight, the Governors retake the lead 28-24 over T, still in the fourth quarter. Second and 21 for Huron at the Mitchell 31. Timeout for the Colonels. Colonels want to talk it over. They've got three timeouts to go. Huron, they do not have any. And how big is that? Uh, I guess you could have, you should have had another timeout if you're Huron. Or, <coughs> or at least called it earlier. You could have saved 30 seconds. There would be 50 seconds left. Or you'd have another timeout. Yeah, and that's just those things you kind of take a gamble with when you make those decisions in that moment. But, you know, despite all that, the Tigers still very much in position to possibly tie this game up or uh, send it to overtime, you know. So, boy, what what a game. I mean, it's come down to this. We, we, we kind of thought it could be a game like this. We It, it feels like the game we saw a year ago. Yep. Um, Except, you know, Colonels got off to a better start in that game, had a, uh, a two-possession lead, if I remember right, and then things just kind of started to get away from them. But, I mean, what what more can you expect from a rivalry game? I mean, yeah. this is pretty good stuff on senior night by both teams. So no timeouts for Huron. They trail by seven with 21 seconds to go. They need to get all the way down to the 10. Anything inbounds here, that might be the last play of the game. Davis in the shotgun with three receivers. Davis going to run. He's going to be sacked at the 35, and that will likely do it. There's 10 seconds to go. They've got to clock it here or run a play. Seven seconds. They're going to, boy, that's the oddest clock into the clock with four seconds to go. This will be the last play of the game. Davis had it in the shotgun and, like, threw it three yards in front of him. Very odd. So this is it, Sean. It's a fourth and 21. That doesn't matter too much. No, it's pretty much fourth and end zone. It's 30. Uh, it's fourth and 35. Yeah, you need to uh, you need to get it in the end zone at this point. Yeah, it's basically you, you need a 35-yard touchdown play right here to try to save this game for you. So Colonels defense, get back, keep everything in front of you, knock anything down that comes to the end zone. Colonels have five defenders at the 15. Here's the ball game. Here on down seven, four seconds to go. Fourth and 25 from the 35. Davis in the end zone for the Hail Mary. Incomplete. Colonels win 21-14. Took a while, but they say it's incomplete. A bunch of bodies in the end zone in Mitchell. Boy, I'll tell you, that was... That was a lot closer than I thought it would be. Jonathan Peterson, the sophomore out there for the Tigers, had pretty good position to try to go up and get that, and it kind of looked like there was a scrum in the end zone. I waited because I didn't know. And it took a while for it to finally teeter and land, but 
Really nicely done by that Colonel defense to finish up the game in the end zone. 21-14, Colonels win for the first time in a while. They beat Sturgis in week two, and here we are in week eight of the season. Two and six, Colonels keep their playoff hopes alive, and now it seems somewhat possible, maybe even better than a 50-50 shot now that Mitchell may be playing uh, an extra game here in the playoffs. First, got to take care of business and see what happens at Brookings next Thursday night. But, boy, Sean, we, we finally got that Mitchell win they've been looking for for oh so long. They're now at 2-6. and six. Uh, Huron also at 2-6. and six. We'll see how the uh, the seed points come out tomorrow. Colonels were 10th in seed points. Huron was number 8. Watertown was stuck in the middle at 9. Watertown, they beat uh, Spearfish. It's 26-7 late in that one. So, so Spearfish going to be 3-6. and six. Watertown going to be 3-6. and six, Or 3-5, and five, I should say. Talk with head coach Kent Van Overshield here in about 10 minutes, our pre- or post-game show. Also, Jager Tyler, I think we're in agreement. Jager Tyler, the uh, player of the game, tough running uh, for him. I think he did get over 100 yards, and uh, he also uh, had two of the three touchdowns here tonight for Mitchell. Last home game, and it was senior night, and, boy, these seniors showed out tonight between Tyler and the quarterback, Trayson Schultz. A big-time effort for those two, and a uh, sophomore for Parker Denny had a nice night as well, but uh, very impressed with that offense as Mitchell got back to, you know, what kind of people expect from the Colonels that run game. I think that was that was Colonel uh, football. That was Colonel football. That's what they decided to do. And I don't know what we got going here. We got some jumping jacks here, I suppose, at the victory jumping jacks. Line. And so uh, Mitchell with the 21-14 victory and Jager Tyler. Our player of the game, he'll receive that certificate to Culver's for that free value basket, as well as that uh, mini game ball from Iverson Auto. Got a lot to get to here. We got your score. We'll see if we can get a final between Pierre and T as that one comes down to the final minutes. Tonight, that could maybe decide where Mitchell goes in a couple weeks. Yeah. I'd much rather go to T than Pierre on a... <laughs> Yeah, we kind of know what happens out there. I mean, it's always trouble when Mitchell has to go down to Pierre. It's a good football team down there. Uh, but this was just a good win for the Colonels. I mean, obviously badly needed, and I think they just kind of put all that frustration of this five-game winning streak, you know, letting some opportunities get away, and they brought the energy of senior night. All that came together with a solid performance by the offense. Offensive line, fantastic tonight. Jagger Tyler, beautiful job leading the way with this couple of touchdowns and looks like he's going to be around the 100-yard rushing mark tonight. Uh, Trayson Scholes fighting for every yard that he got tonight, leading the way, getting that touchdown to seal it in the fourth quarter. And the defense, very well done. Uh, much better defensively as far as the rushing attack goes. Yeah. Uh, it just it, it looked a lot more like what we were hoping to see for most of the season and uh, came on senior night. You know, it couldn't be happier for the seniors uh, to finish like this on their home field tonight. Colonels win 21-14, improved to 2-6 and six on the season with a Thursday night meeting next week in Brookings. We're back in three minutes with some scores, some stats, and head coach Kent Van Overshield. Colonel pregame show, Colonel postgame show, up next here on KORN.
Do you want a quality seed that has a focus on being local, building relationships that last, and has proven performance that's specific to where you farm? Choose Prairie Valley. With a focus on local research in eight regions throughout their footprint, Prairie Valley has the data to back up the performance of their locally specific hybrids and varieties, specialized to achieve the highest quality and yield where you need it most. No matter where you farm, Prairie Valley has the seed for where you are. To learn more or to find a local dealer, visit prairievalleyseeds.com or contact an Aurora Co-op representative. Colonel Post Game Show here tonight. Travis Crins and Sean Michaels here on KORN. Uh, 9-18 your time. And Colonels win their final home game of the season. 21-14. Game-winning touchdown was with two minutes and 21 seconds to go. Quarterback Trayson Shells on the quarterback sneak scored from one yard out. That made it 21-14. Mitchell there with just over two minutes to go. Then here on, they made it awfully interesting. They had the ball at the 20-yard line. Then uh, Trayvon Ostell, if I think he should be an all-state defensive lineman for Mitchell this season. Having a great year. Uh, Trayvon Ostell got a big sack of Mason Davis, the Huron quarterback. That moved him back to the 31-yard line. Then ultimately, it would come down to a 4th and 25 for the Huron Tigers. They had the ball at uh, the Colonel 35. Pretty close play, Mason Davis. Hail Mary threw it about 40, 45 yards into the end zone and had to wait a while for the officials to, to come up with the ruling, but they said no catch, and Colonels win for the first time uh, in six games and a five-game losing streak as the Colonels now at 2-6, and six, and here on also at 2-6 and six as this was a huge, huge game for you know, that 7-8 and eight seed for the playoffs. Colonels... Uh, we'll see what the numbers say, but I think Mitchell's got a decent shot at the playoffs right now. They may be, they may be that eight seed, but uh, playoffs nonetheless, uh, even if they lose next week at Brookings. Get your final stats here in just a second. Uh, we'll run down the scoring here. As Huron, they scored uh, on their first drive of the game, looked awfully easy. They're uh, running back, Quinston Luelman clark He scored from three yards out, so just three minutes into the game. That made it 7-0 Huron, and they would keep that lead until halfway through the second quarter. Then the Colonels would turn to Jager Tyler. He would score from five yards out with 6.40 to go in the half. PAT was blocked as Huron would still lead 7-6. Then on the next Mitchell possession with two minutes to go in the first half, they gave the ball again to Jager Tyler. He would score from one yard out. They would go for two. They would also score on a Jager Tyler run. Colonels would lead out the half 14-7. Huron, they would tie the game up with another Lou Elman-Clark touchdown, this time uh, from three yards out late in the third quarter with just three minutes to go. Uh, PAT was good, and we were tied at 14. Lou Elman-Clark had a huge 75-yard run uh, to set up that scoring drive. And then that uh, Shoals quarterback sneak at one yard out, and that was the difference. 2.21 to go. Colonels Win the game tonight, 21-14, and uh, the best rushing numbers of the season here tonight for the Mitchell Colonels. How about uh, 286 yards as a team tonight for the Mitchell Colonels? And uh, Jagger Tyler, our player of the game, 118 yards on 17 carries and two touchdowns in this game. So fantastic performance by Jagger Tyler. 
uh, and Trayson Scholes having the other touchdown run in the fourth quarter to seal the game. But 286 yards rushing, that is Mitchell Colonel football at its best. Uh, Trayson Scholes, pretty quiet night through the air, but they just really didn't need that. Only 39 yards passing on three out of five throws and uh, that one interception in the game. But uh, it was all on the ground tonight. 286 yards, 325 total for the Colonels in this game. Out gaining the Tigers, who picked up 285 total yards, and they had a little bit more balance on offense. 116 total yards rushing and uh, 169 yards through the air on a pretty efficient night by Mason Davis. Um, 169 yards passing uh, for the Tiger quarterback, uh, while Quinston Llewellyn Clark Jr. was uh, their uh, leading player tonight as far as uh, yardage goes. Um, he was also right around the 100-yard rushing mark and had their uh, only two touchdowns in this game. So really nice performance uh, by Llewellyn Clark against the Colonels here tonight. So 325 for the Colonels, 285 for the Tigers. Uh, Tigers had 10 first downs in this game and uh, just five penalties. Colonels with uh, 18 first downs. I mean, they were moving the football up and down the field and uh, just five penalties of their own. So play pretty clean in that department. Each team with one turnover apiece. And, uh, I mean, those two departments we've been talking about for the Colonels have to get better, and they did a lot better job of that as well tonight uh, when you also throw in how well the defense was compared to last week against Watertown. So you put that all together, and, you know, it all uh, added up to a Colonel win tonight and just one of their best performances as far as um, the four quarters of play goes, right? They, mm-hmm. they showed really good consistency in this game tonight against the Tigers and defense. They were the big story tonight, and they finished it off in the end zone on the final play. 21-14, Colonels victorious tonight. Postgame show continues. We'll take a quick timeout. We'll talk with head coach Kent Van Overshield and run through the scoreboard. Looks like Pier is going to be T. It's 35-24 Pier. Oh, what a game. In the fourth quarter. I'm very excited to see that matchup again in Vermilion here in about a month. We're back in two minutes with the scoreboard up next on KORN. Poet knows that maximizing grain marketing can make a difference in your operation. This is Becky Pitts of Poet Mitchell. We constantly update our prices for corn and our hours at Poet.com to make harvest easier for you. Both Todd and Marsha are working hard to offer customized specialty contracts, including Premium Plus and Accumulator contracts. We have contract options for every producer and offer cash bids or working open orders. At Poet, we're committed to bring your farm the best profitability possible. It is reaction to the action. Mitchell head football coach, Kent Van Overshield, joins us in uh, senior night you, you send them out the right way here 21 14 over here on just look like uh, those seniors weren't going to be denied tonight tough running for jagger tyler tough running for trace and shells look like they had a little bit of extra tonight yeah and, and you know we needed those guys to, to take control of the football game which they absolutely did but um you know really out of the, out of those you know first series offense and defensively you know we had to make adjustments and the guys made them um you know first with the coaches but then the players made those adjustments and uh, you know, for Tracing to get into that Norver spread look with running that read was, uh, you know, and he just was a man on a on a mission in that. And um, and like I said, Jagger all night, you know, yeah. offense, defensively. And, you know, he's had that type of year. Um, but, you know, give give those guys August, um, Carson, Kamen, Tommy, Con, you know, those, those guys on that offensive line. Uh, they kind of they took over that football game. I, I think at the end of the first quarter, and they they controlled that second quarter. Um, you know, unfortunately, you know we had to 
you know, give up the big play and then hold on, you know, in that in that one score uh, at the end of the half. But give our guys credit because Lucas Bennett came up, made a play, uh, Travion made a play, you know, and uh, and like I said, you can go down the list. But uh, it was a great team effort, team effort and preparation, and um, our players deserve just a lot of credit because we knew this was going to be that type of football game, you know, from a standpoint of just being physical. But I really loved how it ended up being a clean game. I, mm-hmm. I liked it. Um, you know, just kind of everything, how it fell together. Of course, you know, getting the win, that's, that's a, you know, in, in my book, that's what we should do oh, yeah. a lot more often. But, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, like I said, you know, give credit to our, our, our players, especially our seniors. Give credit to our, our scout team because we, we went live both Tuesday and Wednesday, went, went full live, tackled to the ground. And we did that just because we just needed to be more physical and get, get some guys going and uh, give credit um, to where credit is due. But, uh, you know, Heron's a good football team, and I think they're, they're playing with a lot of underclassmen out yeah. there. And uh, with that, uh, I think they've you know, got a good future. So, well, There was just that effort tonight to, to get back to that running game, kind of what we've seen from Mitchell here the past couple of years. And always nice to have a quarterback like Trayson Schultz who can throw it a little bit, but uh, he can run it. And, yeah, just between Tyler and Parker Denny, that uh, three-headed monster in the backfield, this kind of looked like uh, what it's supposed to look like tonight. Yeah, and, and defensively, you know, it kind of was a, you know, everybody contributed. You know, I thought – you know, secondary wise, you know, Hudson had some nice coverage. Uh-huh. Uh, we had we had the soft, uh, the junior in there, Dustin Curtinbach, who came in, and you know, it was nice to be able to get Bryce off the field a little bit. But um, you know, uh, coaches come ready. You know, they came ready to to make the adjustments that were needed, and our guys went out and executed that defensive line with, uh, you know, Travion Carson. Um, uh, Antonio was in there. I think uh, Carson, yeah, Carson Jennings uh, had some big tackles. AJ, you know, AJ Simpson was there in, in the end. You know, we like him kind of at the end where you know we need a little speed off of that. But um, our guys, our guys just played played really good football here tonight and battled and competed. And I'm awful proud of the fact that they they found a win. And uh, you know, we'll we'll get we'll get ready for for the last regular season game and, and see where that takes us. Kind of see where things stand right now. And uh, last year you beat Watertown, then you went to beat Huron. Here you beat Huron. You see what happens next week uh, versus Brookings. But it looks like uh, you know those playoffs look a lot more uh, more attainable now after a win like this. Yeah, and like I said, it was just just you know all year we've been you know had strong belief in in our team. You know, we just a great bunch. of bunch of guys and uh you know one one thing this week you know i just noticed growth you know and and you know guys that maybe uh you know we haven't talked about on the radio but mm-hmm. guys that have just shown up every day and worked and you can see those improvements and uh you know you see it in, in the you know the jv games and uh and that's another thing we have one more jv game on monday and uh you know just awful it'll be exciting to see you know because they kind of see that result of that growth as they've gone through but uh like i said Players did an exceptional job here tonight, and I and I can't say enough about our assistant coaches because um, those adjustments, those things, they didn't they didn't fall out of the sky. They didn't mm-hmm. come from from me. Uh, it was those guys wanting us to win football games, and they found a way here tonight. And I'm total team effort, 21-14 win versus Huron. Coach, we'll see you up in Brooklyn next week. Thank you, head coach Kent Van Overshield joins us here. As we'll wrap up the regular season and uh, maybe have a little playoff action here coming up in a couple weeks as the Colonels now at uh, two and six. And it's, you know, it is not impossible for them to make the playoffs right now. It's looking good. I don't want to say it's likely that Mitchell's going to make the playoffs at this point at two and six. Even if they uh, lose next week to Brookings, they'd be at two and seven. It's going to be a battle, Sean, as we uh, kind of look towards the end of the regular season here. Let's get some of these uh, final scores as we uh, wrap it up here tonight. 
uh, Pier, they did beat uh, T area. Oh, no, let me let me uh, correct that. Uh, it is 35 to 30. Pier has the lead, but apparently T has the ball with a minute to go. So this one going to come down right to it. Uh, Watertown beat Spearfish 26 to 7. I think that is in Mitchell's favor tonight with that Watertown victory. And again, I guess you call it an upset again. Second straight week, Aberdeen does it. Aberdeen goes on the road this time to defeat Yankton 29-7. We've seen that Yankton offense for a while, and that Yankton offense is very, very good. I don't know what's gotten into Aberdeen, but they hold Yankton to just seven points tonight after holding Brookings to three points last week. So you got to keep voting Aberdeen up in the polls. Aberdeen probably going to be, well, Aberdeen will be number three. That just feels weird to say. And the uh, poll came up on Monday. And Sturgis with a 20-0 lead uh, over Douglas. That one early in the uh, second half. Take a look at some of those other scores here in 11B tonight. You had uh, the big one there, Sean, between uh, winner and MVP. That thing kind of got out of hand in the second half. It did, yeah. That was a, a four-point four game at halftime. Uh, winner kind of turned into themselves in the second half, and they won it 34-8. to So they left no doubt at the end of that game. Um, also, Elk Point Jefferson tapping Bridgewater Amory Ethan. So three losses in a row there for the Seahawks. 28-14 to the final score. Uh, Woonsocket, Westington Springs, Sanborn Central over Rapid City Christian, 14-6. to Miller Highmore Herald was leading Trip Delmont Armor. Andy Central Dakota Christian 21-10 last check. McCook Central Montrose blowing out Parker 44-0. Uh, Tri-Valley over Wagner 48-6. Um, over in Class 9AA, Canastota over Platte Geddes 22-8. Howard blowing out Chester 45-7. Kimball Whitelake shutting out Bennett County 53-0. Hanson now has defeated Cologne 45-14. That game is now final. Uh, and then over in Class 9B, try to get you a couple of finals there. Um, Avon was trailing Wolsey Wessington 27 to nothing at last check. Now it's 34-16. Wolsey Wessington in the lead. And Sully Buttes has uh, top Corsica Stickney tonight to give the Jaguars only their second loss, 32-14, the final score there. And we've got playoffs coming up uh, next week over on our sister station, Q1073. Matchups to be determined. Uh, we should know those maybe later tonight or definitely coming up tomorrow morning. And uh, Clint Greenway will have coverage uh, over on Q1073. And I would imagine we'll also have a couple games over on Corn Country 92-1 here as we get to deeper into the playoffs. Uh, a lot of area teams, John. We've got Hanson. We've got Parkston uh, looking pretty good. Uh, you know, Bridgewater, Emory, Ethan with a lot of injuries. But we've got McCook Central Montrose. We've got Mount Vernon Plankington. Some of those 11B teams. So we've got uh, you know, some 11-man and some 9-man teams looking to make a run here into the maybe at least the semifinals. Yeah, it should be pretty fun. I mean, we've been talking all season long of how wide open it kind of is in some of these classes, but yeah, you, you definitely have a few teams that, that really stand out. I mean, Class 11B, you know, I think everyone kind of understands it's winners to lose. They would yes, have to is. have a pretty bad night, I think, to fall uh, this year. I mean, it, the, the question's going to be who's going to play them in that final game. Could be Elk Point Jefferson and um, you know, it could be someone else that maybe pulls off a surprise in the playoffs, but that's what postseason play is all about. I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to seeing what happens when we get to the postseason because it really is kind of wide open and some of these teams not exactly being themselves this year, right? So mm -hmm. it's going to be fun. I mean, that's how the playoffs should be. 
So, again, we'll have coverage coming up here next week, Thursday night. Thursday night football to wrap up the regular season uh, at Brookings, up at SDSU, at uh, Dykow Stadium. Pre-game show starts at 6.30. We'll have kickoff at 7 o'clock here between the Colonels and the Brookings Bobcats. Also, we have coverage of uh, Mitchell Volleyball next week. Mitchell back at home as they take on Aberdeen. That'll be a, a 7 o'clock uh, tip-off coming up first serve on uh, Tuesday night, the only uh, match next week for the Mitchell Colonels. Colonels pull it out tonight, 21-14. Trayson Shells on the uh, one-yard quarterback sneak with just over two minutes to go is your game-winning touchdown. For Sean Michaels, I'm Travis Krenz. For Michael Freeman back uh, in the studios, we'll see you next week from Brookings. You've been listening to KORN News Radio sports coverage of Mitchell Colonel Volleyball on your original home of Colonel Sports, KORN News Radio, FM 1013, AM 1490, and online at KORNradio.com. Coverage of the Colonels on KORN was brought to you by Core Insurance, Hearing Plus, Running Farm and Fleet, Avera Health Central Office, Aurora Cooperative, Iverson Chrysler Center of Mitchell and Huron, First Dakota National Bank, Poet, the South Dakota Attorney General's Office, Division of Consumer Protections, and by the South Dakota High School Activities Association. This copyrighted broadcast of Mitchell Colonel Volleyball is the property of Nedved Media LLC, solely for the entertainment and non-commercial use of our audience. Any publication, reproduction, or other use of the descriptions and accounts of this event, including a charge for listening, without the express written consent of Nedved Media LLC, is strictly prohibited. This has been a sports presentation of KORN Mitchell, a division of Nedved Media LLC.